it's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. I get the keys where I just come in and you know, you can my music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little game instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider Man number one looks like. I guarantee you blow the load back to the Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! Listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night as the case may be, depending on where we are, in the, or depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, Guess what? You should stick with us, because we're going to help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He is next in line for the cowl. He is, in fact, our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. I hope one day they can take it up more than just one notch. That's fair. Also on Skype, the backbone, the pillar. The strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Sometimes uh, I'm a, a, a little bit behind. But at the same time, we always end up on top. Because we're the Fantastic Forum. Shout out to Jay. He's not, he's not going to make it today. He's off making the world a safer place for you and for me. Uh, but, you know, the show must go on. Speaking of which, we got a great show for you today. You know how I know? Because I have no idea what's going to happen yet. And that's when Fantastic Form shines. No planning. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Left to our own devices. Left to the vice of, of the people. Are you medicated? Because that's the trifecta. Oh, no. No. Maybe maybe I'll go and get something to drink in a second. But no, I'm not medicated at all. Uh, I, you know, it's weird because I still don't know what happened that day. And unfortunately, that archive is not really any good, huh, Moses? No. Yeah, I must have um. slumped over a lever or something. Yeah, but you were dead. I don't know what happened. Like I don't remember. I mean, 
Like I, I, I woke up the next day with like, like in my clothes. <laughs> like you know, like. Well, that that's no fun. Like, Still wearing your clothes. You're hilarious, but I mean, like, I wasn't like I didn't change it to like pajamas or anything. I was just like, what's happened? You know, like just kind of looking around. Did, did even, you have anything to drink? I I don't I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't know. He did. He, he told us what he was drinking. I don't remember. It was look. It was great. <laughs> I think I might just post the archive up anyway, even though it sounds terrible. I feel like but. I didn't even take my contacts out. Like I woke up and just had my contacts in and my clothes out. Like I like like just messed around and like went to sleep in the chair or something. Like what's going on? No. Nope. <laughs> anyway, um. So with that being said, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, if you want to help give us direction, that can happen. We'll gladly take it. We'll talk about whatever you, whatever it is you want to talk about. But of course, we're gonna t we're gonna talk about comic book stuff because that's what we do. It's what we enjoy. Um, but if you want to get down with it, we'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Uh, Jeffries is LA's and the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffries Comics. Give them a call at 310-538-3198. Take that. Uh, if you want to get down off at with Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways to do it. First and foremost, we have the Skype line. It's free internet cell phone. Uh, download it. Put Fantastic Forum in your contacts. Hit the green button and you will be the fourth. Say it with me fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Um, also, we have the All Games chat room, chat.allgames.com or allgames.com slash chat where we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, such as Dungeon Buster, who says, yay, Fantastic Forum. You know what we have to say to that, Dungeon Buster? Yay, Dungeon Buster. Yay. We like we like Dungeon Buster. Um, you know, he's probably one of, aside from Tiger Claw, one of the most loyal Listeners, I agree. I agree. I Dun think he was there in the first episode. Dungeon Buster, El Hecht, Derek H, Tiger Claw. Like, these are people that, you know. Yeah. It feels like less of Fantastic Forum when we don't hear from them. We started with those four and we <laughs> stayed with those four. Well, well, we lost Hecht to employment. Uh, friggin' Yeah, heck. but, you know, he'll listen to the archive still. Hecht. El Hecht. Um, Tiger Claw says, I'm sure there's something to talk about. There's always what's in the Fantastic Forum Facebook group. That is true. Uh, yeah. I, the, our Facebook group is, is open, right? I mean, anybody. Yeah. yeah if you want to join that Facebook group, feel free. And if you want to post stuff in there for us to talk about, we'll do it because we do. Dungeon Buster says, My adamantium skeleton is ready. Oh, heck, says someone call me? <laughs> I love it. Heck came out on time. He's like, I'm here. What you talking about? Employment. He's like, I ain't got no job. <laughs> Heck's like, I quit that job already. <laughs> well, or he could just be off, I guess, right? That is a possibility. Could be on the other side of a wall. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Heck 
would make sure that he's on the, the side of the wall he wants to be before it goes up. But, you know. Wait, I'm surprised they let Tiger Claw back in. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Tiger Claw fly? Like, like he was in America still, right? <laughs> No, no, no. He went to a communist, a communist country. Oh, Tiger Claw went to Cuba? Yeah. I saw on, on social media that he got on a plane. For some reason, I just thought he went from one part of Florida to the other part of Florida, but he went to Cuba. I mean, that's because you didn't read what he said. He said, I'm off to Cuba. I guess I guess I did read what he said. <laughs> it was funny because the, the first, like, Ten pictures he posted were all selfies from airports. That's hilarious. Tyco, I was in Cuba last weekend. Why, why were you only there for the weekend? Uh, and he didn't take any pictures of Cuba at all. Just himself in airports? Yeah. But technically, he could have just been catching Pokemon and then said he went to Cuba. <laughs> That's interesting. I, like, there's a part of me that wants to hear about Tiger Claw's take on his own vacation. Because it's like, I kind of feel like... For some the good news is, it sounds like we can fly there from America now. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, re the relations are more normalized now since the Obama... For the, time, for the time being. Right, that's true. Like, that very well could change. Like, who knows? You don't want to you don't no, get caught no. there and then... Cuba, Cuba's buddies, were, Cuba's buddies were Russia, so we're good. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go, indeed. So, um, I'm not forgetting anything else, right? Like, we can just we can just start talking, just start talking about stuff, right? Yeah. Did you finally watch Legion? I did watch Legion. And, uh, you know what? I'm not sure I like it. I'm, I'm, I knew it. I'm not sure I do. Uh, you just like, I knew it. You, well, I'll tell you this. I can't, I, I, I'm not at a point, like, I need to see another episode. Because, um, like, like, up until the very end, or like maybe the last like 10 minutes I wasn't sure like I was even going to be watching another episode and it's not because like it was just more like I just don't know if this is going to hold me enough like it's like it's interesting enough and even then it's not like the last 10 minutes I was like oh man they got me I'm in it was just more so like okay like I'll, I'll give this a shot let, let, let's see what, what direction they decide to go in with the next episode, you know, like, cause they could go a multiple directions. Like, I don't know what, what to really expect next. And so I guess that's kind of a plus, but all the stuff bef up, up before I was just kind of like, this doesn't really feel like Legion at all to me. The second episode is a little bit more X-Men-y cause it's, him trying to, they're trying to teach him how to how to control his power. And, and you know, I don't necessarily need it to be X Men-y, because well, I know that you like, need it to be Legion-y. Right, exactly. Like right. That, 
That's the like line. Legion. Nobody taught Legion how to use his powers. They were trying to keep him from using them. Right, right. And so that's the whole thing where it's like I don't need it to be X Men like because not only does like is Legion a character that is definitely separate and apart from the X Men in general, but even when you know he kind of got his mind right ish and was doing his own thing, he still was kind of separate and apart. And you know he he I mean he. As he, in his own book, it was like a cool book, but it was definitely a, a different thing from the X-Men. And that's okay. I don't need it to be like the comic, but right now, you know, like, I mean, even to this point, like, this show could have been called something else. And I wouldn't have been like, man, they sure are biting a lot off of Legion. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. Like, I would, I don't, if this show was called something totally different than Legion, I don't even know that that, that character or even the X-Men would come into my mind. Like, it, like other than the fact, of course, they use the word mutant. But it's like, I would have just, if they don't use the word mutant, I would just be like, oh, it's people with powers, and there's this guy that's crazy. And, you know, it's weird. Like, you don't know what's happening per se. I don't know. I don't know. So, wait, yeah. real quick. Let, let me just, we got two callers on the line. Uh, first caller, tell us who you are, where you're from. Uh, yeah, just start with that, first of all. Who you are and where you're from, caller number one. You were on the line. Yeah, me? Yeah, it's you, yes. Okay, I am Hecht. I'm calling from the other side of the wall. <laughs> there it is. I, I, I need bail money, guys. He needs I need bail money. <laughs> and caller number two, please tell us uh, uh, who you are and where you're calling from. Hello. Uh, I'm Derek H. I'm calling from uh, Glendale, California. Woo, what a window. I can't talk about comic books and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Root, so, so, Mo, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say about Legion, man? Oh, well, okay, so, you know, last episode, I talked about how we need to smoke weed to watch Legion. Yeah, I could see that enhancing the experience. So I did. Oh, wow. Did you really? Yeah, for the second episode? For for medicinal purposes, of course. Well, you know, I have a... I have a... Uh, well, doctor said, no, the doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. A bacchiotomy. Um, he got a dislocated earlobe. That... So I have a five-speaker thing, sound system on the TV, and those little voices, like, I could hear everything they were saying. Oh, yeah? And 10 minutes in, one of them told me that I should check if Emily wanted to watch this, so not to watch it without her. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, did, did, did the show know Emily by name, or did it just say, like, get, get your girl? No, yeah, it was Emily. You know, I, I think Emily is basically told me, you think Emily liked this, right? <laughs> so you might want to wait to watch it. So that was like 10 minutes in, so I turned it off and I watched Ancient Aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to watch on weed. I was about to say, what's it's, it's, like it's so great. Detail <laughs> comes to life. Uh Everything is aliens. Like all those, all those theories make a lot more sense when you're high. I bet you. You're like, you know what? 
Damn. They actually don't. They're like, they're right. <laughs> they don't because the, when you're high, they keep using the word aliens, and then you realize those motherfuckers were here before us, so technically we're the aliens. That's hilarious. That's why they don't make sense. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's like, it turns out that the show should be about us taking over the planet and we are pushing them away. Maybe it is. And now now they're going to build a wall. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's what the uh, astro- asteroid belt is, really. It's just a wall that the, the aliens built so we won't leave this planet. Did we break it? Did we break the wall? Only the fourth one. <laughs> Only the fourth one. I like it. Did anybody here go see that Matt Damon joint? I saw it. Anybody of course I saw it. Anybody else go see it? I know it didn't do that well. No. I actually saw Split. Oh, yeah? Again? No, I hadn't seen the first. I hadn't seen it at all when, when you brought it up. But I saw it on Monday. Did you like it? Oh, my God. It's I loved it. I gotta go check it out. Uh, you, you have to. I mean, let's just say it's in the same universe as Unbreakable. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that, let's just say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, you just ruined the whole movie right there. <laughs> no, because I didn't explain how it, it ties in. <laughs> but, but, dude. Uh, hey, uh, I saw Six Sense. I'm not going to tell you anything, but, uh, but that kid can see ghosts. <laughs> right, it's like, dude. No, yeah, but I mean, you don't say that Bruce Willis is the ghost. God damn it! <laughs> Jesus, well, that saved a lot of people a lot of time. <laughs> hey, like if you haven't seen Sixth Sense by now, you're senseless. <laughs> That's funny too. Oh, jeez, man, I love it because you're like, let's just say, and I thought you were gonna say something subtle. And then you just put See, it there. Like, when I when I try to get Lawrence to watch it, I try avoiding saying how how it relates. But why? To the, because know, it, 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 it does spoil it that that scene. Yeah, but you know, if they would have said it was well, yeah, fuck it. If they would have said it was <laughs> a sequel to it, more people would have seen it. It did okay. Yeah. Still so, okay. Is it, yeah, it, did, it did okay, but I mean, I know Larry would have been there first weekend if he knew that it, it was tied in. It's a blindhouse film, though, so it costs almost nothing to make, so they, they, uh, yeah. they're racking yeah. in the money on it. I hate Jason Bloom. I hate him so much. You hate who? Because you love him? Well, he, he made Paranormal Activity, and I hate those movies. Like, they're the they're the Fast and Furious of horror movies. Paranormal activity? And, but with all that money he made on those, he put out a bunch of really good horror movies. So it's like, ugh, I hate him. Why couldn't his movies be that, as good as the stuff? Oh, you gotta, like under him. you gotta do some work for the man so he let you do what you want. Well, no, 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 he didn't do it for the man. Like, the first one was his, like, his little, like, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, but then the. The next ones that he did for the match. Yeah, uh, I, guess, it, I mean, I, I guess, but the, usually the, with those movies, the the first one is is decent, and then the sequels, it's what where it goes downhill. Because I know with Split exactly, like I know that movie, nobody would have made it like other than than Blumhouse, you know, because uh, uh, it, well, 
Well, Shyamalan wasn't really going to make that because I saw I saw an interview with him where he said that that character was supposed to be the villain for Unbreakable. Right. Wow. So I look, look how many years he's been sitting on that guy. Look how many years it's going to be till we get a third one. Well, Bruce Willis isn't. You know, he's not. So remember, remember how we had the conversation in the Doctor Strange archive about how everything's so formulaic. Yeah. Like this is exactly like I can see other superhero movies, mainly you know the Venom movie we wanted to make without Spider-Man in it, like biting off of this movie. Like this is gonna be the new. This could be the new formula for the villain's point of view. Mm. Well, I, I will say this. I mean, from what I know about the movie, which you know isn't a lot, but a certain amount. Like it, it, it seems like they did a good job in marketing it the way they did. Like it, it sounds like marketing it as a sequel would may have been a mistake. Uh, just because it doesn't have enough. Um, well, yeah, that movie wasn't like he is, you know, one of M. Night Shyamalan's biggest movies. I, I think it's one of his best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know when Unbreakable came out, like I didn't want to watch. It. I'm like, I don't know what this shit's about. I don't, you know, I don't care. And then my brother forced me to watch it, and I was like, man, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It was out like ten, fifteen years before I watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he, you guys might have told me to watch it. Yeah, no, he dragged me to the theater. Oh no, I, to I, watch I, it. Yeah, I was there first day <laughs> for Unbreakable. Okay. Um, Oz, did you like that Great Wall movie or no? I did. That's fair. But yeah, because you know, it's white people defending the wall. <laughs> like that's why he loved it. It's actually, like, half the movie, Matt Damon is confused because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, it's but a, thankfully, it's a, he's there to save everybody. It's, well, he's saying the prisoner through half of it. it it's interesting because it's, um, there's these, they're not, they make it seem like it's dragons, but they're, they're not. They're more like, like those, uh, those, those dogs from the original Ghostbusters. The metaphors for the ethnic people. Damn. Except for they actually have Mongolians in the movie too. But uh, yes, I believe they're called slow boat. No. That's so <laughs> decay. Uh, whatever. These creatures in the attack regularly every sixty years. So the the Chinese have had sixty years to prepare for the next battle and. The way they fight these creatures is kind of interesting, and it's, it's just a big spectacle movie. And kind of Matt Damon just kind of he's looking for black powder and stumbles up across these. Uh, the, you know, he gets to China the day before the battle. Wait, he's looking so for black what? He's uh he's in he's part of a group of mercenaries that are going to China to try to get black powder, gunpowder. <laughs> to make explosives and stuff. The First the guy like, from uh, Power. <laughs> Black Power. I'm like Black Powder. That in China. Uh, the guy from from Game of Thrones is there. The uh, the Viper. 
I think was his name. Yeah. Yeah, the dude banging everybody. Right. And he's he's pretty good in it too. So it's not all white. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting how a lot of these, uh, how a lot of Chinese movies, and some Japanese movies even, they'll hire, they're hiring American actors like they don't even they, just for like basically their name to put their face in there and like so we don't like you just, just stand there and look pretty. You don't you don't have to say anything. We're just, we're just using you because we want to get people in. We don't really like care about your work or anything. You're just you're just a set piece. It's kind of. It's kind of funny how they're using white actors just as like I guess almost like props. You know the the movie is like plain Final Fantasy, but you made your character white. But, but just just the way that their armor is, the the, the sequences, it's it's a Final Fantasy movie, and your character is Matt Damon, and you made him white for some reason. Unless you want to be the other dude who's Spanish. Well, I'm never watching this. That's probably the, the, the best pitch you probably could have ever given for me to try to watch it. Like, a Final Fantasy movie that's kind of like a game, one of the Final Fantasy games. Like, I, I kind of want to see that. But I, Look, I'm not I, even waiting for Netflix for this one. When it shows up on Hulu, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you guys probably wouldn't want to spend the money to watch it in the theaters because yeah. you're all poor. But I definitely <laughs> think you should see it at some like, point. It has nothing to do with, with, with porn. It has to do with there are much better movies to go check out. But it's interesting that what you said, Derek, about using the white actors as almost like set pieces, but like in 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 Chinese culture right now, though, I mean, don't they like white American actors? Like, isn't that kind of like, that's a draw, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of that's why I think it's funny. It's like just sit there and look pretty. Like you don't, like my Damon's there. Like I wanna, I wanna show off my acting skills. So yeah, no, you just you just stand there. We'll put a bunch of CGI stuff around you. You just stand there. You don't, don't try to do anything, pretty boy. Just stand there, okay? Because I know swing your fist. The movie didn't yeah. do well here, but it it did pretty well in the Asian market, didn't it? It's so pro-China, it's got to make a ton of money out there. Like, the government's going to tell people to watch it. Did one of the like, American things look like the Dalai Lama? <laughs> I've also noticed no. a lot of movies, uh, a lot of movies today, uh, China will come up as as like a major player in the movie when before like a few years ago you never heard anything about china ever mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden china like in like in the martian china came in and saved today yeah and uh right. in blood Sport, and, they they threw the dog food to the dog and the arrival like it's all china everybody's following what china's doing like right. i think i'm i guess that's because the money to finance these movies is coming to, coming from China, so they're like, "Look, we gotta make make China look good." Yeah, look, we gotta make them look strong. That's another example of uh, Richard Starkins being a pioneer, because in Elephant Man, way back in the day, China was the one that did all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then what you call it too, right? Uh, Firefly. 
like was it wasn't that, that doesn't everybody speak Chinese because like America and China were like the only the last two superpowers before everybody went off into space. I don't know. I didn't and, watch and, now, and now the Firefly DVD sets are, are huge sellers in, in mainland China now. Well, are they really? I have no idea. The bootlegs are. Well, yeah, that, that's that's a point I was going to bring up. Is I know that um, they kind of had to take that road with China Who did? because... Well, everybody who's making movies and stuff, because it, all the movies were just getting bootlegged in China because people wanted to watch those movies and the Chinese government didn't, you know, import it. So now the Chinese government's willing to import it. You just have to be favorable to China, so the studios make more money. They were losing, they weren't losing money on the bootlegs over there because it technically wasn't a market yet. But they actually built a market through bootlegs, and then, you know, now we have this. Yeah, what's the country up over like? there? I think it's two billion at this point, isn't it? We're getting there. I mean, you get ten percent of that, you're set. Yeah. And when you have a government that can tell you you have to watch it because right. it's from China, I mean. Yeah. Like, I just wish they would make a, a China edit and then, um, you know, a regular edit. Like, I think that's what Iron Man 3 did. Like, Iron Man 3? Yeah, like yeah, they did. Yeah, they had a, a edit that was a little bit more pro-Chinese for China. Well, actually, now that I said that, I don't think I like that either. It's nah. <laughs> <laughs> already out there, man. It's already out there. No, you know. I I I uh I feel for the Tibetans. Uh oh. About to get but I don't want to get into that right now. Like, you know how you know how we don't really do we don't really delve into politics on this show, so. Well, you know, it's, it's <laughs> I've been drinking and then that I'm not the best Buddhist when I've been drinking. Uh oh. Got that Beyonce watermelon. Mama. Sorry. What? Sorry. So, uh oh, uh, is Mary drinking again? I, I haven't even started, which is sad. I may have to do I it. hope not. Uh, I don't want to have an intervention. <laughs> Fantastic alcoholics. Tiger Claw says Transformers Age of Extinction was very pro China since half the movie took place in China. You know, it, it's well, funny because the I watched the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was the first time I'd ever seen a commercial for the new Transformers movie. And you know what? I, I, I do feel like this point, like, yeah, that's the, that's the Transformers movie America deserves, definitely. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. People the one where Optimus Prime is killing all the Transformers? Oh, yeah, exactly. Which I'm just like, this is, this is insane. Like, I don't even understand how it is. That yeah, I'm sure at some point they're going to end up in Beijing for some reason uh, fighting. I hate how good it looks, though, like, effects-wise, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just, like, you have to make it look like something I want to see. Yeah. Is ILM like, still doing the effects for that? I don't know. Probably. I mean, Michael Bay basically shut down his whole special effects department because he wouldn't use them for the special effects in Transformers. So yeah, probably ILM is doing it. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening in that movie, and uh, I'm glad I don't. And Optimus Prime's eyes turn purple, and that means he's evil. Right. It's the equivalent of a goatee. Right. I still think that Transformers is basically Michael Bay just not, I mean Michael uh, Michael Bay just saying like f you to the industry for some reason like he's just like look if this is what you want from me then here this, this is what I'll do I can't believe for a second that he is enjoying what he's doing I can't I can't. Oh, he's he's definitely just cashing the check well he hired he probably hires like. Uh, maybe we'll have to watch it just to read the credits, but he probably has like seven or eight different like assistant directors. directors. Yeah, second unit directors, quote unquote, which is like he just puts on a first unit, you know? And he probably promoted a couple of PAs for like the seventh and sixth unit of director. <laughs> all, all I'm hearing is Michael Bay has a lot of ladyboys. Because all those people are sure. up on Michael Bay. I mean, we're not talking about Brian Singer. Oh. And now we're going off track. <laughs> like, that's not off track. That's like over a cliff. Did someone say, like, say X If you're Michael Bay and you had, and you, like, especially starting from where the first Transformer started out at, compared <laughs> to where it's ended up now, it is. Even as bad as I thought the first Transformers was, it is uh, a lot, a, a huge, like a huge geographic shift from where the the last one was. Like oh, yeah. the last one barely is barely a movie like compared first, to the first one. The first movie is the high mark, which is really sad. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bad movie, and that's the best Transformers movie that uh, that that's been out for in a decade. Yes. Yeah. See, I see. I see Michael Bay like, uh, like Mark Rothko. Uh, he's the guy that did all those paintings of, of squares, and he's this really famous modern artist, and his paintings are worth tons of money. He hated modern art. He hated being associated with it. I'm pretty. I think he killed himself, but he kept putting out these paintings because everybody loved them. Uh, and I think that's after he killed himself. Yeah, he Tupac'd it. Damn. Wait, who's this again? Roscoe. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, Mo I knows, don't know, man. He's cultured. I, I, I need Michael Bay to show us a little bit more remorse. <laughs> like, that would that would really... Well, you know, I guess at this point, I don't care enough. But unless he shows remorse, I'm not going to believe that. Like, cause he's going he's gonna to cut off one of his ears with a Transformer sword. I'm not saying that he needs to come on on TV or anything. Oh, give it like, to RC. These movies suck. <laughs> like, this is the guy that did, uh, that did Armageddon and uh, Bad Boys. Movies who, which aren't great movies, but they show, like, uh, a competence go. in yeah. filmmaking. Right. Right. Especially and, Bad Boys. Yeah. And Bad Boys is a movie. solid action-adventure movie. Like, yeah. The first one. Yeah, but then, then he made Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Paul Harbor was him trying to say I'm a real filmmaker and kind of just and everybody realizing, oh no, you're not. Yeah. Oh no, you really aren't that good. We <laughs> thought there was something more there, and right. we were wrong. Right. And it was like almost like he was broken after that because after that he he was like, you know what, screw you guys. I'm just gonna make uh, DCG movies that don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and he funded Ninja Turtles. Pearl Harbor's the overreach. And it's just like, yeah. you know, you can't be mad at him I, for that. I thought he was trying to make a demo reel based on that last <laughs> half hour. When you watch Pearl Harbor, you can see somebody just trying really hard to be important. Like, that whole movie was them just trying really hard. Like, he was like, I'm a, I'm a real movie maker. I'm going to follow this bomb all the way from the airplane all the way down to the boat because that's going to show how great a uh, filmmaker I am. Like, nobody cares about you, Michael Bay. I'm sorry. Just stop. Can't wait for Transformers. <laughs> you should have been really about the Foo Fighters. Well, he did. He did. He did that. Um, he did the Benghazi movie. Yeah, but, no, I meant the Foo Fighters. Those alien like ship that the you know that little myth with the little two people seeing alien ships. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Claw says Michael Bay does have a demo reel. Thanks, Claw. Thank you, Tiger Claw. <laughs> he also has a nose and two eyes. Because mm-hmm. he's not even seen some of his movies. <laughs> so didn't, didn't say the eyes were good. Heck, what did you call it to talk about specifically? Uh, specifically, nothing really. But all this movie talk reminded me. Okay. I saw that documentary for uh, was it the death of Superman Lives? Oh, yeah? That is a batshit insane documentary, man. Well, you, you see the movie they were trying to make. Like, that's kind of... I feel like the documentary is a reflection of the film. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, The stuff that I had seen before, just like the, the super suit Nicolas Cage, was very much the tip of the iceberg because the whole thing, the whole... The way Krypton was going to look and the aliens and Brainiac, it got crazy, man. Yeah. That movie would have been insane. It wouldn't have made money, but it would have been insane. It, it seemed like it would have been in the, in the, in the right direction. What? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just with the Brainiac and the aliens, like, you know, the movie that came after that supposed movie was... Superman fighting a, a giant rock. It, the premise was good. The idea was good. But the then execution? They didn't even get to the execution. They had a lot of concept art. And it was all Tim Burtonized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get the the look of the corpse bride and put Superman into that. And everything about his Yeah. Well, you you saw the pictures of him in the suit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like a goddamn corpse. But, uh, yeah. Look, you can't even judge the suit that bad because you read the comics that came out around the same time. You had Superman red and blue. No, yeah, it's not. Red. I'm not judging the suit. I'm judging the actor in the suit. I can. No, yeah. The, thing. The, suit. So, the, the suit. The suit was good. Because the thing that you guys are talking about, the light-up suit, that was supposed to be the regeneration suit, like the black suit. Yeah, but that okay. was it was just going to be light-up. That's, That's all it was going to be. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be that, that long of a time in the movie. The actual suit, the blue suit, classic Superman suit, it looked good. 
like the the con the principal photography of it. It looked good. But Nick Cage then, is still in it. What what was it? But Nick Cage is still in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it looked good on Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the suit looked good. Um, Nicolas Cage, he's not Superman. And if he had stayed Superman, that movie, I don't know. He's barely Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. The best part of Ghost Rider is when he turns into Ghost Rider and you take out yeah. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's true. Even in the second one. Yeah, because the rest of the time he has this weird southern drawl, and no. So he thinks he's still shooting con air. Yeah. And then the thing with Brainiac, oh my god. Brainiac wasn't even Brainiac, really. Brainiac was a head with spider legs. But the whole movie, he would have been, like, with a cloak, so you would have thought he was humanoid. Until until he lost his shit and he turned into this big old head with a spider body, kind of thing. It sounds like if this had, it got made and was popular, uh, Tim Burton would have turned into the next Michael Bay. Uh, if it had been popular, we'd be, on our, we'd be on, our, on our fourth Superman right now. Everybody's talking about why is Superman driving a car and and crashing and uh, and like uh doing fl- doing backflips and stuff. Yeah, was it that Kevin Smith script, or am I thinking of a different Superman script? No, Kevin Smith had the problem with it, and it was because of that spider thing too, right? Well, here's the thing. They brought on Kevin Smith way before they got Tim Burton or anybody. They had him kind of write up the script and shit, or rewrite it. Once they got Tim Burton, they kicked Kevin Smith out of there. And then they rewrote the script, kept a few things that they liked about the Kevin Smith script. But after after Tim Burton came on, it was all Tim Burton. The great thing about Hollywood is that that script that never got made probably bought Kevin Kevin Smith's uh, house. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are. I think he turned. I think he turned it into a comic. Uh, I don't. Or he's planning to. One or the other. I know. I know his uh, Green Hornet script. He turned into a comic. Yeah. Well, it turned out the the thing about the big old spider in the movie, they ended up using that in Wild Wild West. Right. But the the dude, the dude with the rights, the movie rights, said he did it as a satire. But come on, he just wanted to get the big ass spider in there. And the dude, the dude with the film rights for Superman. When you watch the, if you watch this documentary, that dude is insane. He was putting writers in chokeholds, and he talks a lot about, oh, these people don't know what a real fist fight is. I'm like, dude, you're you're making a movie. Why no writers? Why do they need to know that? <laughs> so not everybody's violent. But yeah, I highly suggest watching this documentary. How do I watch it? I think it's on Netflix. It's on... No, not yet. It's on Showtime On Demand. Oh, I have that. Watch it, dude. It is. Watch it high. You'll probably enjoy it a lot more. (laughs) I'll do both. I actually, I I have to watch it because it's a shout-out to John Schnepp, director of... Metalocalypse, 
which is one of my favorite cartoons, and also a super cool dude that we've had uh, quite a few drinks with in the past. <laughs> maybe, you the maybe... Miami guy? No. Oh, I thought he got. He, I thought it, he was there, he, and he he yelled at, or somebody yelled at him to shine, shine my Emmy. Oh, uh, maybe I don't, I don't know. I might not have been there, but he was the dude that called a certain nerd icon instead of nerdist nerdish. Ooh. But I can't name him. <laughs> Sounds like an insult to me. Yeah, but you know that's all. That's my interpretation of it. I can't attribute it to him. Was I here drinking with you guys? No, you 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 bitched out and left California. Damn. Long before that. Damn. Sorry, I didn't mean to bitch out. I mean, you know. Has God? Has, oh, never mind. I'll ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Derek H. What comic kind of book stuff did you want to talk about, good sir? I've been uh, using my uh, Marvel. My Marvel uh, Ultimate thing lately. Unlimited. Yeah, uh, because I was yeah, Mar- yeah Marvel Unlimited. Uh-huh. And we saw, so I was reading uh, A Force. Oh. Uh, what do you think of A Force? Yeah, not not a bad comic book. No, it's good. And it uh, also it kind of showed me why uh, it's hard to read Marvel stuff because halfway through a storyline. Like you're like okay, this I'm getting into this story. Okay, I'm I'm into it. They're like, oh no, wait, we have to stop everything because Civil War Two is going on right now, guys. So we're gonna do that instead for the next five five issues. Like, god damn it. Yeah, that's yeah, just terrible, huh? Marvel needs to slow down with these uh, company-wide crossovers where everything everything has to all of a sudden. It's like, hey, this is the stuff that's going on in these other two comics that we're going to talk about here now. It's like, jeez, I was, I was into the whole uh, Empress taking over a whole city uh, storyline. Instead, now I got to talk. We got to talk about, oh no, uh, Captain Marvel. All of a sudden, everybody on the team hates her, even though they're best friends one one issue ago. Now everybody's mad at her because Civil War Two says so. Like, God damn it. Because Civil War II said so. She was trampling on civil liberties. Mm-hmm. Even Civil War II didn't get that right. I, I tried to follow it. Civil War, Civil War II was... Uh, Marvel needs... I just think they need to stop because they, they need to slow down and just think about their major crossovers because it's not... They're not coming out well. I will say this. I think... I think they can <laughs> really can't agree with you. No, 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 no. I, 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 I do think that that they could definitely be thinking about uh, uh, how good their company wide events are, or their their uh, or their tentpole events, um, especially the endings. I don't. I feel like a lot of the endings fall flat, um, but. And, and I do have a, a theory why that happens, but uh, I think bigger, uh, the bigger picture though is like I understand that the reason why they do these like you know once or twice a year is because they sell, and I also understand that that's why they cross them over into other books because people will, will buy the tie-ins, but they're parts of the the their universe that they should just like 
leave out of these things and and like in, i would say instead of making it like crossover into just about every major book just let it cross over into the parts that are relevant to to the storyline and you can even use other characters but or they could just do backups uh when you say backups you mean like backup stories that relate to the uh to the event so then that way it's like like three quarters of your book is the storyline you were reading and then the last quarter is like the little bit that relates to the crossover yeah no the way that you say it sounds bad but (laughs) the the way that i i thought of it was you know when dan slot writes a a spider-man book he writes the main story right and then he has a little side story in the back that's you know building up something that's happening in the future Mm -hmm. you know like now I, i you know i don't i don't read any other marvel books but I assume they also have those backups, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I mean, you're you're right in the sense that like that's not a bad method. And then also too, I mean, y- keeping in mind like Dan Slot, like <coughs> I don't know if it's a contract thing, but Amazing Spider-Man doesn't get affected by those crossovers. They make a whole different book for those for for Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait till Dan Slot goes to Image too. <laughs> but, but so, so I mean, it kind of like going to Derek's point where it's like if you read Amazing Spider-Man, you 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 might know that those crossovers are happening, but not because it's interrupting your story. You just they just advertise it in the book, and it's like if you want to get, uh, like uh, Amazing Spider-Man had a whole Civil War two, like four issues that was Amazing Spider-Man Civil War two, and you bought that separate from. The Amazing Spider-Man book, and so maybe that's the maybe that's the way to go. But I'm sure that it's a thing where they're like, we'll make less money that way. But I think, well, yeah, especially if they put like, you know, it's one thing if it ties in your book and you have that really good writer, that creative team that's going to do your book do that crossover part two. You know, mm-hmm. I know with when they do all the ancillary Spider-Man books, they use you know. Uh, I like to call it half the talent. You said half the talent? Yeah, like they get a creative team to work on those other books that they work off of what uh, Dan Slot has done, and then they're half as talented at executing everything. Oh, that's not right. It's not right. I mean, no, it's right. It's just not right for me to say. I feel like... I feel but like it's the, the truth. That's, that's what it is. I think the Did Dan Slott do Spider-Verse? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I really... I love that how they... When they had Superior. And there's right. that moment where he disappears and comes back. And it's only right. a few seconds in the book. Yeah. And then you get these books in the, Spider, in the Spider-Verse where that's what happened in that short span. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he, he thought of Spider-Verse like two years before it actually happened. But he, he like if you follow him on, on Instagram you see you well, you see him going to the museum and shit, but that's only like the two weeks that he has free time. And the other week is just pictures of blurred out 
stuff on a gigantic whiteboard of where Spider-Man is going. And it's funny because Spider-Man as a book basically had its own like crossover event while Civil War Two was happening. Yeah. With the whole clone conspiracy thing. Like they were just like Yeah. Like they had their own separate books that were the clone conspiracy and then Amazing Spider Man was a tie in to the clone conspiracy books and then you had the other spider like people who had tie ins to that event, which is like I mean, I know Spider Man's big, but it's crazy to think that he's having like uh, a competing crossover event at the same time as Marvel's major crossover event. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank that slot for making it that because it wasn't like that before. Like, Straczynski had to, like, okay, I have to go into Civil War. Uh, I have to make him an Avenger. I have to do it, you know? That slot's like, okay, you want to make him that? Okay, yeah, get, you know. My half talent, uh, yeah, get get Crystal's Gage to do it. My half talent, that's not right. Crystal's Gage is a talented writer in his own right. He, look, he's no, he's super talented. Uh, I give him that, you know, not just his comics, but you know, as mighty as heroes, right? You know, uh, fruit. Um, but that's the only half of what Dan Slot has. <laughs> I mean, Zeb Wells is probably the, the number two for me as a Spider-Man writer. Yeah, Zeb Wells is good. Yeah. Mark Guggenheim for Spider-Man was... Uh, I think he had too many editorial parts, but I think if he went back now, he could probably do something really cool, too. But it still would be, like, maybe 68% of what Dan Slot can do. Yeah. So, Derek, do you feel like if you could get just books that you knew weren't going to end up being... Um... Well, that's why I only read... Uh, that's why I try to stick with uh, Marvel Unlimited when I, when, and, and, I, and I try to read stuff that I can say I can want to watch. I want to read, like, uh, uh, eight issues of this so I can get a whole storyline and, and hopefully it'll finish before... Before Thanos comes, and everybody has to leave to fight Thanos or whatever, which which seems to happen more often than not. Now, notice he uh, said Thanos. Yeah, that's what this is named, Thanos. The A is short. Okay. I like Thanos. The, yeah, me too. Yeah, I still say Thanos. But everybody else says Thanos. I don't think so. Like, oh, well, hey. I don't think so. Um, I was uh, I was reading I was reading uh, the new Hulk. Yeah. With uh, with Jennifer Walters as Hulk, and I'm, I'm kind of like that's more of a, more of a psychological book, like more of a, a character study book than a mm -hmm. superhero fighting book. Like I'm kind of liking that so far, mm -hmm. but I'm worried that uh, all of a sudden she's going to be called up to have to go uh, go battle Captain America and Hydra or something in the next few episodes before they finish this uh, this nice quiet story about a woman. Uh, trying to deal with uh, anger issues. Yeah. And and loss. Anger and loss is what she's dealing with. Right. And a little bit of identity crisis. Hulk. The new Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, because Hulk, uh, or She-Hulk got messed up in Civil War Two, and so she she's taking a minute. No, you don't need to film me. I don't give a shit. 
I give a shit about Hulk and, and the way that Derek was talking about, but not about Civil War Two. Right. But you don't get to one without the other. Uh, I, I, I think you could do it. <laughs> if it were an animated movie, they'd find a way to do it. Oh, yeah. It's like Jordan Bell's been it like 16 times. <laughs> Like they, 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 they allude to how to the whole, to uh, Bruce Banner being killed by Hawkeye, which is something that just doesn't even seem possible. Uh, but the thing is, I know that it happened in Civil War Two, so I could care less about it. Like usually, somebody does it. Well, I got to find out more about that. How that happened? And I want to see the fight that led up to that. But that's like, like he wasn't yeah, even like, the real Hulk at the time, right? I'm not even going. I'm not going to go. I'm not even going to go through Civil War two to figure it out to find out. I don't even know more about that. But it's, it's like, wasn't the dude with the spiky hair or the um, fohawk? Yeah, I'm a, uh, the intro is yeah. basically cured cured Bruce Banner. Right. at that point, and but the whole thing with Civil War two was that you know the innocent human was giving predictions of things that were happening, and one of which was that Bruce Banner was going to Hulk out again. And kill like basically all the superheroes. So is it like a minority report kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. It is so, like that. so they killed Bruce Banner because they thought he would Hulk out and kill everybody. Well, Hawk Hawkeye did it. Like no, nobody, <clears throat> nobody was trying to kill Bruce Banner per se. So so he took it upon himself. He did. But the twist is that Bruce Banner asked him to do it. And he developed what what like a special kind of arrow that was specifically made to kill him and what Hawkeye said was he was getting ready to hook out and so I you know, I shot him and uh- I don't know, man. Civil War seems really bad for Bruce Banner, whether it's one or two. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll give you that. You are correct. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just, uh, it, yeah, it it was a, a plan that was hatched by Bruce Banner to like as a, to use Hawkeye as a failsafe, and Hawkeye basically was like, "Hey, I." He was getting ready to hook out. I saw it, you know, and he was basically saying, like, I see better than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> which which sounds crazy, but at the same time, it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Marvel Universe proper, Bruce Banner's dead. Yes. Well, so until, he'll be coming back to Logan, right? Yeah, until Ragnarok comes around, and then all of a sudden he'll show up again in the comics. No, yeah. man, it'll be it'll be uh, the the Jane Foster, Thor, and Amadeus Cho Hulk doing their thug in <laughs> Ragnarok. <laughs> doing their thug thizzle. I want to be I want to be in that I want to be in that meet, I want to be in that boardroom when 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 the editor says, okay, so we got a. Uh, Jane Foster Thor and Amadeus Cho is the Hulk, so we're gonna do a, a and the movie people just staring at him. It's like, what? What? What is this man talking about? <laughs> Who? Who are you talking about? But you know, it's interesting though. Like, I, I mean, it's one of those things for like. I like that Marvel's trying that kind of stuff, and I like that, like, 
obviously there's going to be a, a time when you're going to have probably a Jane Foster Thor and you're going to have a, a Thor Odinson and they'll be doing their thing together like both it's going to be very upsetting upsetting to me when when they show Jane Foster Thor uh just hand over uh Mjolnir back over to Odinson Thor cuz you know that 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 panel's coming where she just hands some Hands on the hammer. It's like this. This rightfully belongs to you, white man. Maybe she'll give her her own hammer. No, but I'm just a lowly one. Maybe Beta Ray Bill's. Maybe she'll get Beta Ray Bill's hammer. I feel like (laughs) that's hilarious. I feel like, uh, you know, Beta Ray Bill's hammer has a name, right? What? Stormbringer or something stupid, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, is not stupid. But, but <laughs> that's what I call my junk. <laughs> Starbreaker. You're, you're not using it right. <laughs> Never said I did. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, I kind of feel like at the end, it's not going to be that. Like, I feel like, it, honestly, I feel like it's going to be, and, w- and this might be worse depending on how you look at it, but it might be the kind of oper- the kind of thing where maybe, uh, uh, Jane Foster Thor is in a situation that is a little bit over her head, and then you get Thor Odinson that is newly worthy to, like, pick up the hammer for the first time. And in that way, it's like you kind of – it's kind of like the the more dramatic kind of deal. Like, I don't think it's going to be her, but like saying, like, oh, you, you – this, this belongs to you as much as a moment where – He's like, I have to like rise to the occasion, and he picks up the hammer. Where she's over, where she's overwhelmed, and the man has to come and say, "Look, I'll do this. I'll let me let me handle this little girl." Yeah, dude, the <laughs> version is the fantasy version. You and know they're gonna do that. She she's got her ass kicked. Might... Oh, here's my hammer. I'll take care of this, honey. <laughs> you go, go back over there, get some rest. That's go back to the kitchen. Go. And you know, I mean, there's there's definitely an argument to be made why that's not a good way to do it but then there's also an argument to be made about like how that's uh, a kind of a classic uh, comic book way to make it happen she's gonna make him a, a sandwich worthy of a god mm-hmm. a hero sandwich it's it's just interesting because I feel like that's the other <laughs> side of the coin where the same way how I'm like like when you talk about an all-female x-men team and people are like, why? It doesn't make sense. They're all women. It's like, no, they're all X-Men that happen to be women. It's not a big deal. I kind of feel the opposite end of that coin is that situation where it's like, okay, it looks a certain way to some people because they're like, well, why does the man have to come in and save the woman? And it's like, well, no, I mean, that woman has been kicking butt for a long time. And this is just a story where she's happening to lose. And this other guy is able to step in and help. Like, that could have been a story that was told with, I mean, that's a story that has been told with two men before. And it's never been an issue then. It's like, I. No, it would be an issue. I would would take issue with that. Well, well, I mean, I'm not saying that you, you and many other people, but at the same time. It's like it's one of those situations where this just happens to be a female superhero in that situation. It's not like it's it's uh, like you can't be like, oh, well, that's the patriarchy. 
it's like, well, no, that's a, a comic book story. And if if you want to say, you know, hey, well, comic book stories are synonymous with the patriarchy, I can you can make that argument too. And I don't even know that I would disagree with you, <laughs> but I don't feel like it has something specific to do with the fact that this is a female Thor, like losing in that situation and the the male Thor asserting himself. It's like I, that same that same situation could have totally happened to Thunderstrike, <laughs> you know. And what, what are the chances of uh, Nellie Portman picking up that hammer and whacking around? Zero. Zero. It's not even on Earth. I don't even think she's in it, right? <laughs> no, she's not. I thought she was in it. I don't think so. Oh. There might be a picture of her. I don't think they could afford her. Well, she 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 didn't cost that much. I about to say Natalie Portman was famous long before the first Thor movie. <laughs> like, if yeah, she wasn't that already famous, what, though. She was. She was B movie famous. She wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, Marvel. She was in Star Wars Austin. before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Natalie Portman. She was in the ones that nobody liked. <laughs> <laughs> but she was also in Black Swan before, right? Yep. Nobody works off of Star Wars, and Black Swan was basically an indie lesbo movie. So. Right, but the but then, uh, well, no, I can't talk about that. <laughs> See, this is why this is why you gotta love Derek H and every facet of him. He he'll be like, Jade Foster should not get her backside handed to her, and then. Thor Odin's son come and pick up the hammer, but then he'll call Black Swan a friggin' Nor Lesbo. I've only seen like two minutes of that movie. <laughs> Let's be honest. Two minutes of the movie. If she hadn't, if she hadn't kissed a really attractive girl, they didn't show her making out with that movie. And in that movie, uh, with another really attractive woman, then that movie would have made about a tenth of the money that it made, and it would not have won an award. It would have won the award. It won an award? Yeah. Isn't that like the knockoff of the anime? I don't think so, but... Yes, I think that's the name. <laughs> I, I saw Black Swan in theaters. It's it's a good movie. I, I'm actually willing to bet you saw the anime that it ripped off. <laughs> I feel like if I had, I would remember it, but then that might just be me being wishful. Look, look. Yeah. Um, we actually discussed it on air before and you don't remember. I sure don't. What, what anime is it? Uh, I'm looking it up because I don't remember. Oh, gotcha. I don't think, I don't think Natalie, I don't think that Natalie Portman was that expensive because, uh, once you're in a Marvel movie, like, they, they, they lock you in. <laughs> you're in for life. They probably, yeah, and- probably had, they probably have her locked down for like four or five movies. And the mouse can afford anything. They could bring. They could bring her. Yeah, but but Marvel Studios, that division doesn't want to spend money. That's why they're gonna, you know, kill off everybody in Infinity War One. I don't think. Like, do you? I don't think Natalie Portman wants to be Thor. Too bad she's gonna have to. (laughs) Doesn't matter what you want. You're under the contract now. Yeah, you signed your name. You're in the universe now, baby. I mean, you look, think the mouse is a mouse? The mouse is a dog. I, I was watching uh, I was watching the the Doctor Strange movie uh, a couple days ago and at the end they show him but it didn't come back sitting across uh, from Chris Evans playing Thor 
And you can tell Benedict, he, like, Benedict Cover, he didn't want He's like, look, I'm a real actor. I don't need to be sitting here talking to this <laughs> fucking stuff from boy doing this throwaway, throwaway piece that means nothing for a movie I don't want to be in coming up next. But he had no choice because he's on a contract. You're going you're gonna to sit here and tell jokes with uh, Chris Evans. Well, not Chris Evans. Who's, who plays Thor? Chris Evans is, uh, uh, is Captain America. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. All, all white people named Chris for some reason. <laughs> they are. Yeah, to sit across from Chris Hemsworth while Chris Hemsworth is drinking a beer and Benedict Cumberbatch is talking about a, about a movie coming up in the two years. So, what's going to happen in Ragnarok, uh, Hemsworth? I'm going to fight my brother Loki and find my dad. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'll help you out. See you next, see you next time, everybody. <laughs> I, feel like, credits. I feel like Cumberbatch wants to be there. He's definitely not phoning it in like, like uh, Mystique. He's not pulling a Jennifer Lawrence. Cumberbatch is going to be a great Alfred in 30 years. <laughs> when, they, when they reboot Batman for the fifth time. Look, that is the truth. He sure will be somebody's Alfred. I wonder who will be Batman then. Look, we don't know. Uh, it's going to be the kid from Gotham. That's it's going to be that man. fat kid from Stranger Things. He's going to get fit the yeah, from Batman. That sounds like one of those predictions that could happen, where you're just like, dang, Heck was right all those years ago. Heck, I was said if it. I take the credit for, for it? Go for it, man. Go for it. But if any money comes, Donald. I want a quarter. Look, I'll give It'll you half. Okay. Either Donald Glover or Will Smith will be Batman. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Look. Look, Will Smith will be Commissioner Gordon. I can see that. I mean, Jaden Smith will be Batman. Nah, he's, he's already won the outfit. Listen. Uh, I mean, yeah, technically. You, you see Zero America, chance of a black Batman, right? You see where America got to after having a black president where they're like, oh, no. <laughs> if we get a black Batman, that might really be the end where they're just like, you know what? After this, all superheroes are white, actually, now. <laughs> they're like, Black Panther, white. <laughs> Living Lightning. Well, not Living Lightning. Well, yeah, Living Lightning, too, because Living Lightning is Latino, right? I can't wait for white static. There it is. White static shock. White. Uh, They'll put, put Apache Chief in a movie just to kill him off in the first two minutes. Yep. For protecting the water. Larry, uh, Black Swan is a ripoff of Perfect Blue. Oh, you know what? I did see that. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I like Perfect Blue. I like it better than Black Swan. There it is. No, oh, it says right here, uh, Arnaski actually bought, or allegedly bought the remake rights for Perfect Blue in 2000 in order to use the one scene that they copied, like, shot for shot in Black Swan. So technically, I see right there. Yeah, technically, it's an American remake. Yeah, makes sense. But just for one scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, the one scene is shot for shot, but... Or everything else is kind of... Yeah. Okay. It, it could have, like, you know. Fair enough. So, um... <clears throat> I got to read uh, Wildstorm, number one. 
that came out. Why didn't you tell me? I would have read it so I can dissect it with you. Oh well, listen. You can you can still uh, read it and dissect it because I'm not. The moment the moment has passed. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. I wasn't planning on going extra deep into it, but I was gonna say that <clears throat> I like the way that that this Wildstorm universe is shaping up because it's 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 being treated like um, a separate universe. Yeah. Like a, definitely like a separate universe and not only a separate universe but like a, a universe where like in the same way how you know when you have DC and they have their multi-universal structure and you get to see like different versions of characters and you know like different takes this is a, a different take on the Wildstorm universe and so it's like while you might have see characters that you know and and uh, you know some of some of the things that they do and some of the things that they're like are or some of the themes are the same but the, the characters are different and it's cool the way that uh, Warren Ellis is playing with that and the artist whose name I can't remember right now I'm sorry is uh, is good too so Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do a review of some of those books eventually. I actually tried to read a. Uh, I was actually gonna say I was gonna do a preemptive review, where it's my impressions of a book I only read five pages of. <laughs> Which book is that? Yeah, it's called um, Dead Inside, number one. <laughs> Written by Moses Mac. No, no, it's actually written by John Arcudi, which is one of the dudes that really, like, I think he helped shape the Magnoniverse, the whole Dead, dead uh, Hellboy and BPRD, yeah. and, and he had his own little mystery book called, um, what's it called, The Freak or The Creep or something? It was about an ugly detective. I think it's The Creep. Yeah. I was going to say the goon, but it's not him. <laughs> but, yeah, this book is, is basically a murder mystery that takes place inside a prison. Uh, one that is underfunded and, like, I, I read the first five pages and it's like, okay, when is this going to turn supernatural? Because it's just weird, you know? Like, everything leading... It, it seems like it's going that way, but from looking at the art of the rest of the book, it doesn't seem that way. But I did like the five pages that I read. And the art itself is, is really cool. Uh, it does a thing with cooler tones and warmer tones, and then it kind of mixes those. What mm. uh, they each have a meaning... Or uh, are trying to give you that mood? Yeah, I don't know yet because I only wrote five pages. But when they actually within that five pages, they kind of merge. So I do kind of get a a feeling of what it could be. But I'm not gonna say until I actually give this book a proper review. Now they're on issue three now. So I'm like, when I do do the proper review, it's gonna be uh, a what should we call it? It's going to be a review of the first three or four issues. Word. You should 
get a good sense of the book at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also a little side note: we look back on talking about how Marvel is doing their crossovers, fucking up their their universe. It's like they should hire the Magnolia, Mike Magnolia, why to handle the universe? Because he wrote a book, um, called The Visitor and Why He Stayed. The Visitor, why he's here and why he decided to stay, or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's um, it's basically remembering the first issue of Hellboy, where he gets conjured up by the Nazis. There's actually somebody hunting him down to prevent that prophecy from happening. And he crossed over too. And then he saw certain things and decided to stay on our world. And it follows his, his adventures. Wait, is this a, a, a comic or like an actual book? Like, no, it's a comic. Oh. Some dark. Yeah. And so, and so he was hunting Hellboy in the other dimension that he came from? Right, he, well, his whole purpose, you know, Hellboy has the prophecy of why he, he's supposed to cross through and everything. Right. And then this uh, the, this visitor's purpose is to stop that from happening. But clearly he didn't stop it. And then Hellboy took a divergence too in actually making the prophecy happen. So it just follows his story. But it still connects to everything that's done without changing stuff. Or at least, I assume so far. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, it, I, I like that idea of just going back, you know. We always talk about comics going on for too long. And, you know, Hellboy is a perfect example of it ending and then still giving new stories within that time frame right. of what we've seen. You know? It's like just because the comic ends doesn't mean it's the end of that character, you know? Right. Yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out to that too, since we're doing mini comic reviews here. It's funny, because I can't even imagine like, Mike Manola, like, at Marvel. Well, he started there, in DC, like, he started with the big two, but yeah, I don't know, like, it's weird, you know, once they do their own thing, and I always talk about them shooting the good load, it's like, you can't see anything, them doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, it just, I just, I don't know, it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at the idea, I, I mean, Mike Manola could probably write a mean Doctor Strange book. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just the the whole idea. Do you like Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange? Is it, have I? Is it, have I read it? Well, do you like it? I, I don't know if you've read it or not, but have you? And do you like it? Yeah, uh, Jason Aaron, like he, the current writer, is the current writer, right? I don't know, man. I mean, I read one the Doctor Strange book that was Zdarsky. So I don't know if he's the current one he's or not, getting, but he's getting more than like he's been having multiple books. Yeah, it's too many. <laughs> yeah, it's like three. <laughs> we went from well, we went from a character that couldn't handle his own title. Yeah, but to now he has three. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't think they're all. I think only one of them is ongoing. But still, I hear you. 
Um, but the the main Doctor Strange book, actually, I've been enjoying thoroughly. Um, I I know that I did kind of fall behind, but I've been falling behind in all my reading, so it's not it doesn't have to do with the book itself. It has to do with me and t- and time management. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The um. That whole, they had a the like well the last storyline that I was that I got to read in its entirety was the the end of that uh I think feel like it's called the day magic died or something like that but it was a Doctor Strange fighting this group that called themselves the Empirical and uh, yeah it was it was actually a really good story storyline. And it was that was Jason Aaron and um, not totally, but mostly. Um, oh, schmack. Chris Bachalo. Chris Bachalo, right? That's who it was. Thank you, Moses. I appreciate that assist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one thing I did like. Well, I can't say I read all of those, but mm-hmm. I tried to. Yeah. And I ended up just looking at the art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story, the story is pretty good, actually. So, uh, so you say. It's like, that could totally be uh, Doctor Strange 3. I don't want that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want a Doctor Strange 3, or you don't want that to be the story for Doctor Strange 3? I don't want that to be the story for Doctor Strange 3. Oh, okay. Even though you haven't read it. I want, you know, I want the passing of the Sorcerer Supreme title to Brother Voodoo for part three. To who? Brother Voodoo? Oh, to Brother Voodoo. Why not Clee? Yeah. That would work. Maybe the Son of Satan. But they might... They might never put the Son of Satan in the movie. Damien Hellstorm. That guy's cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, just because of the title Son of Satan, they probably wouldn't put him on <laughs> you know, Disney and whatnot. Yeah, that might be yeah. true. Well, maybe they, just, they would probably just make him like the son of a demon or something, right? Yeah, but then that's stupid. Yeah. Like that that falls into the category where I say if you can't do it, why do it in the first why try to do it, you know? Right. It's the preacher argument. So, you know, um Toy Fair happened uh I wanna say was it this past weekend? I think it was this past weekend. Yeah, it was this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a lot of things that that got announced, um, all types of cool stuff, but like there was one thing that got announced that I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that this is happening," and it really like made my day. They're making a a friggin' Iceman Funko Pop. Wait, I totally missed that. Did they show a picture? They did show a picture. 
Oh, I gotta find that. I gotta see what it looks like. Cause it's awesome because I actually I bought a blank one to make you one for your birthday, and I bought all the paints and stuff. Uh-huh. But the only thing I couldn't afford was the actual free time to do it. <laughs> it's the thought that I appreciate it. So I'm just gonna give you the blank one with the paints on YouTube. <laughs> thank you. I'll, I'll take it. Do it yourself. I'll take it. It is called DIY. But no, it's awesome (laughs) because, you know, I mean, I remember us having this conversation and we're like, wouldn't that just be like a plain Funko basically, but like maybe you put blue, but yeah, but Funko like understood that too. And so how they decided to make the Iceman pop, that joint's hot. Like, can you put it in Skype chat? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have... Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll just—I have a computer in front of me. I well, right. and, and I'm sure, like, I'm like, I'm surprised Tiger Claw hasn't put it in there already. Like, Tiger Claw must be. Ready. He's in Cuba. He missed all of the toy fair. <laughs> yeah, I think I put something on Twitter that I had to tag him in because what? he missed it. What? Yeah, yeah. Tiger Claw took a real vacation. He's like, I, I'm unplugging. <laughs> Tiger Claw's like, like Obama doing the friggin' sky kiting. <laughs> That's not the right yeah. way. What is it? Kite surfing? There it is. Thank you. Sky kiting. Uh, and he posted sky kiting. He posted feet pictures. But I, I must have missed that. But I'm glad I did. No, he he did it. But Michelle Obama posted it. <laughs> oh. Oh wow. But yeah, exactly. Iceman's hot. Did you find it? Throw it in yeah. The Dude. That's not how I was gonna make it, but. Yep. It, it works. Dude, it's awesome. And yeah. because they make the Iceman, now technically, even though it's not like a set, you can get all the original X-Men. Yeah. Now, it wait, because Funko now. has this weird thing. I don't know what the agreement was. Like, all of their Marvel stuff is bobbleheads. Is it a bobblehead? No. Is it as good as the Shearer Man Funko? Almost. Please, please stop this, Oz. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a Sugar Man nah, Funko. No, you can make whatever you want. Don't bring it towards me. That's what I do. Ah, uh, it's gonna like I'm gonna make it plushy so I can hide it in your bed and you won't even see it because you're too drunk and you'll sleep in your clothes. Get the ice <laughs> in it and add like two more arms. <laughs> so that you drink me. It's crazy because that. I actually bought all the paints to make the, those shades of blues and grades in it. But I was just going to lay them out differently. Right. No, so I think, I think I'm think i going to still make it. Do it. I'll look. I because will still accept that. Do you, you remember how um, I was going to make it look more cubic? like uh, Kind of like the Spider-Man and his amazing friends Iceman. Yeah, I can see that. That's how I was gonna do it. So the colors would have they would be soft and do more harsh, jagged edges. That's awesome. I like. That. I'm still gonna do that. Do it. Like it's funny because if you look at the box of it, it looks more like what I was gonna do than the actual Funko Pop doll. Mm-hmm. I actually just bought a, a Spider Gwen Funko got, Pop. I got uh, Archangel. Oh, nice. So, is I, it the one, uh, is this Iceman with the ice on his feet? Yes. Like he's making the little, the ice. little yeah. F thing. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It, it looks awesome. Yeah. 
And so I'm on the hunt for the, well, mostly for the Cyclops because you can pretty much find like a beast and a gene. Yeah. But the Cyclopses seem like they're a little bit tougher to, to come by. Man, if you had told me, I had seen Cy- Cyclops like a few months ago. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm putting it out there now. If anybody's seen right. the Cyclops, let you know, me the, the one I want is the New Mutants Cyclops. <laughs> with the white and blue. Oh, yeah. they Look, I remember that. I like, It's so crazy because I'm just like, like, it seemed strange to me. Like, I don't, I don't understand how they decide what to make. Because yeah. some of the things are very, very, like, random and very, very niche. Where I'm just like, who, right. who wanted that? But and then some seem like just a, a waste. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go that far. I mean, I feel no, like... No, well, it's just because, like, you look at Adventure Time and it's like, okay, you can just get Adventure Time figures and it'll look like a Funko Pop more or less. Yeah, they would. And then having them make a Funko Pop for Adventure Time is like, okay, that's, like, redundant. <laughs> I hear you. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I, I saw the best pop. Yesterday, and yet there's no Mr. Mixo Spitlick. Like Mr. Mixo Spitlick is like perfect for Funko Pop. Actually, I think they. Or maybe it's not a fun. Not maybe it's not a pop. I feel like I did see a Mixo Spitlick something, but it's not. Maybe it's not a pop. Maybe yeah. it's something else. Or a pop. Like you're thinking of a Willy Wonka pop. <laughs> well, he showed he showed up in uh, Supergirl, so they gotta make him a cool like a a cool millennial now. A cool buff black guy. <laughs> well, in uh, in Supergirl, he showed up. He's like a like a twenty year old looking guy. Really? Yeah. Not a, a tiny, not a tiny old man. Like, take, you know, if you just use Gilbert Gottfried, like it's perfect. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried would that be sounds cool. amazing. Would be a cool Mr. Mitchell Spitlick. I mean, he's like Gilbert Gottfried, and he's still alive. Not in my heart. Yeah. Mayor, I put a picture in the chat room. I think that's the Cyclops that you want. Let's see. Is that the Cyclops I'm looking for? I mean, I'll take anyone at this point. Like, honestly, because... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Look, uh, okay, like, I would take that one too, but which, what version of Cyclops is that? Like... I have no idea, but it looks like a custom. It, it looks like a custom. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, like five o'clock shadow cyclops. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, speaking of five o'clock shadow, I really hated John Constantine's in Justice League Dark. I know I'm a week late, but. <laughs> yeah? I, I tried watching that before the show, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. It, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard. And I hate the little, like, sentient house of mystery thing. Oh, yeah? Why? Oh, uh, it's, it's dumb. Fair. <laughs> like, well, if you ever read the house of mystery... I haven't. Like, just having that be, like, John Constantine's house is stupid. But, yeah, you had it, so... 
I don't like these DC movies can't start to get bad. Like this, that's all we have left as far as like animated superhero stuff. Really, really. Well, they're not bad. It's just they're making well, at least for the House of Mystery thing. Like they just made a change out of like like I'm sure anybody who'd never heard of the House of Mystery or the House of Secrets, it's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, like it's cool. He's like Doctor Who. But I, I mean, I feel like. Like, when it comes to, like, this uh, justly dark film, it's not like, it, it, it doesn't seem like, you know, those of us that saw it felt about it the way that, you know, we did, like, movies like, say, uh, Christ on Infinite Earths or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it, it's not like it's, it, it'll do, but it, 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 it feels like these last, like, two or three flicks have kind of just been like place saving you know well you just it, it, you gotta look at their source material yeah mm. yeah it's all new 52 right so it's already tainted by that gotcha. dumb shit like mm-hmm. instead of like you know you look at public enemies like I know Joe had his issues with it but when you think about it, like, the source material is good. You know, you look at Justice League Doom. Right. The source that material movie's is good. fucking great. Right. Yeah. Like, Mark Wade, right? Right. Or, like, mm-hmm. Frontier. So, like, if anything, if they had any sense, they would just make a Kingdom Come one. Dude. I was thinking about that the other day, too. I was I like, like, why haven't they made that an animated movie? Well, because it would have to be, like, three parts. Yeah, I mean, the downside would be they try to condense it into one film. Nah, you yeah, we saw how that works. It can't even yeah, happen. Yeah, Superman Doomsday, look at that. Yeah. Listen, if you burning. take the Dark Knight into two movies, you could make friggin' Kingdom Come into three. Yeah, no, they can, but would they choose to is the problem. Like, it's interesting. I almost wonder, like, you know, Kingdom Come doesn't feel like the kind of book that you hand to, like, say, your young, like, like, I don't know if it's a book that I would hand to a a, a person that is, like, growing up in this day and age to be like, hey, comics are amazing. Check this out. You know what I mean? Oh, hell no. I I mean, you can't really because... Well, yeah, I don't think there's any book. Like, what book would you give somebody in this day and age? I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's other books that you can, like, like I feel like you could give a a kid growing up in this day and age, like, a book like Invincible, and they could, you know, appreciate comics if they if they don't read them, like, from a book like like that, or. Um, I think that's just you being an old guy thinking you know what young people want. Well, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't really feel like I know what young people want or like. I just kind of feel like the themes in that are, are more universal, you know. I think it's a, 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 a sad time when you have to realize that there is such a thing in relation to you called a young person. <laughs> uh, that's just, it is what it is, man. It's like, you know. It, 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 if somebody's coming up and they're like, you know, if they're like 20, it's like, 
I'm I'm not twice that, but almost. <laughs> okay, somebody came to me and said, "Oh, the young person, like, oh, you mean like a, a like a eleven or t a twelve year old, something like that?" I'm not like a twenty four year old. It's like, oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I guess it's it is a young person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that's that's what's real though. It's like, and and I know that like, not everything. Like, there's some things that you could hand them that they were like, they would have questions, like serious questions, like. Why? Why is this happening this way? I don't understand. And you're like, oh, well, it's because it was before the internet. And they're like, what? You know. <laughs> but see, that's a good point. Like, the way you approach a kid and get him into comics, it's going to be completely different than how you approach a twenty-something-year-old and that's never read a comic. Like, hey, read this. You're not going to give the two the same comic. You'd be surprised. What they, they can get into though. Like, there are a lot of young people that really, like, they, they love fucking Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know? And it's like, that's fucking corny sh shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, but Doctor Who has a lot of universal kind of themes to it, too. You know, it's like, and that, that means. And comics don't? Well, some do and some don't, and I think that that's I think that's the way that I get like, the point I'm making. Like, it's like, it's not, it's it is weird how Doctor Who gets away with some of the stuff that they put on the screen, though. Yeah, hey, that it's true. It's like this fucking robot had an egg beater hand. <laughs> it's not an egg, so it's egg like, beater. It's a death ray. It's different. Man. <laughs> no, it's an egg beater. <laughs> no, man. I, it's like. Time for some omelets. <laughs> so you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Boom. There it is. Movie tagline. I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I mean, comics, there's a difference between, like, I guess, a trope and a theme. And I feel like comics have a lot of tropes, but the themes vary more so. And, you know, sometimes it can, because those tropes and the themes kind of, interact a lot sometimes it's easy to, to think of them as the same thing but but they're not all the time uh larry i posted in skype chat a really cool custom funko pop for cyclops <laughs> that that giggle leads me to believe that it's not cyclops <laughs> no it's totally cyclops see that's not cyclops it's a custom Is that a, is that a, that's not even a pop. That's just Sugar Man right now. Yeah, that's just Sugar Man. <laughs> it's, like... it's a custom. No, it's not a custom. They turned the Cyclops one into Sugar Man. Did they really? No, they did. Oh, I was like, You'd be so mad if they did. I, I kind of would be. You know. Like, I was. I can't wait. I can't wait for Mortal Kombat to get some pops, and then they can turn Goro into Sugar Man. Wait, are there no Mortal Kombat pops? I, no, I was just thinking about that, and no, they're not. See, they barely came out with Street Fighter. They say what? They barely came out with Street Fighter pops. See, and I mean, I'm sure that that might have a little something to do with, like, licensing, where they're just like, maybe they, they wanted too much, but... It would seem to me that they should have, like, that should have been one of the first ones they were going after... And should have been able to negotiate a price at this point because everybody's gonna make money off of that. Like, 
I, I'm not gonna yeah. buy them, but everybody else will. It's crazy. Like I have an Assassin's Creed run, and it's like it's crazy the stuff that they do come out with. Right. Like, it's like I don't even like Assassin's Creed like that. But somehow you ended up with a pop. Yeah, loot crate. It's, oh, okay. like a, it's a limited edition for loot crate. But... If I bought you that sugar man, you would display it probably, right? <laughs> Listen, you better save your money. <laughs> you better save it. You don't want me to mess with that sugar man. Sugar man. I don't... And then I come. I... I tell you, I don't even understand how this fool made it out the age of apocalypse. Yeah, he's gonna make it into the MCU. Like, that's gonna be the one loophole they can use, like X Men characters in. <laughs> that's the mutant they can use, Sugar Man. Oh, it, that would be it, so I mean, is he technically a mutant? Yeah, huh? Yeah, he's a mutant. Yeah. He's, he's a just mutant. like an Age of Apocalypse mutant. I tell you, man. So crazy. You know, thinking about it. They never made like a Lois Lane or a Jimmy Olsen pop. I, I they just stuck with the Justice League. Well, I mean, but that makes sense, right? And like forty-five different Batman. Oh yeah. Like you can get those the, the two superheroes you can get in any color you want are Batman and Deadpool, right? Well, in no. Remember that shitty game, the Gotham City Imposters? Yeah. Yes. Like, they made Funko Pops for those. Did they? No, they didn't. Yeah. What a fucking waste. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, some things are a waste. <laughs> Please, if check cleared, it wasn't a waste. <laughs> <laughs> if they're making money off of it, it ain't a I waste. Mean, they had Duck Dynasty ones. And those, I, I can assure you, are a waste. I see those in a Dollar Tree. No, not even right. Dollar Tree. It's no, a 99 cent store. Right, exactly. Like, and there's, and it's funny because, you know, back when I saw those, I was selling actively on eBay. Like, that's what I was doing for a living for a few months. Yeah. And the one that they didn't have was the one that was going for, like, $300. What? Who? I guess it was the guy that called somebody the N-word or something. Oh, okay. Because cause that's, I mean, is that why I can't find the Hulk Hogan one? Because. You look like the Tuck Tiny guy. <laughs> No, because he actually called somebody the N-word. Oh, that's funny. I think I mean, he didn't even call anybody the N-word. He said it in conversation. Right, that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's worse. Like, it's one thing. He's like, well, yeah, he technically cut me off. And, you know, he, in cutting me off, he actually, like, ran over my toe. Like, the first thing that came up to me as I angered was the N-word. Like, it's not right, but it kind of makes sense. I understand. But if he's just using it in conversation like that, like, you know, you're just a fucking racist. And that's, you know, I, I can no longer sing along to I'm a real American. <laughs> and yet here I am looking for a Hulkamania. Listen, don't, don't mess around and let Hulk Hogan's uh, uh, deficiencies stop letting you enjoy good music. That joint's awesome. <laughs> it's a good song. Well, it, it just seems like it's something he would have done back when he was in NWO. <laughs> Start calling everybody the N-word? Yeah, like, that's when he was, like, edgy Hulk Hogan. I, I mean, yeah, I can see that. 
And it would have worked because WCW toured the South a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, like they were based out of what, Georgia? Yep. Man, WCW could still be alive if Hogan just called somebody the N-word back then. Yeah. If that's the case, I say let it die then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to jump into some news, Larry. Yeah, let's do it. Did you know that Blake was going to be in the next X-Men movie? I, I did not know that before. What was that today or yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I did not. Well, actress Jamie Chun, who he, she's in Gotham apparently, is going to start <laughs> a TV show. Yeah, the TV show though, right? Not the movie. It's, it's the it's the X Men pilot, that TV pilot. Oh, is that what that is? Unnamed one so far, right? Oh. So then, wait. is that the the Mad Nix one? Is it the what one? The Matt Nix one? The one with the families on the run? I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. I That's interesting. So. I mean, there's supposed to be... Wait, is... I forget, did the New Mutants one transform into that? Or are those two separate pilots? No, I, yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Because yeah. the Sentinel, it talks about... Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it says the series is going to focus on two of many parents who discover their true and possess mutant powers, forced to go on the run from the hostile government. Like I, I still think I'm gonna enjoy that show, Larry. Yep. I hope so. I like I like the concept, and I like that they're just creating their own characters to throw in that world. I mean, I like that Blink potentially could be in it, and and. The young woman that they've cast looks like she could play the role well. Yeah. I don't know who she is on Gotham because I don't watch Gotham anymore. Well, she she's a reporter, not like not Vicky Vale, but like Vicky Vale's like daughter or something, or her grandmother. Because Vicky Vale's the same age as Bruce, right? Yeah. This was yeah. This this woman was uh was banging uh. Gordon. Yeah, it's a strange. Thing. Uh, speak, speaking of Barry and Gordon, Larry, did you uh, did you finish uh, the Telltale series? Oh no, I, I watched them call it. I'm I'm still on chapter three, or I just finished chapter three. So I, I need to knock those other two out. Wait, wait, what chapter did you just finish? Three. Three. Okay. Don't say nothing. I'm I'm barely at the end of one. Well, chapter four, Larry. Like I was so afraid of. Like I I, I had a little bit of a of Hajita about it. Like going into it because you know you start off in a mental asylum. Huh. And I was you know since the game is based on your choices, I was afraid they wouldn't let me out. <laughs> <laughs> like game over. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Did you fucking kill everybody? Uh, almost. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Falcone yeah. will remember that. Oh, no, you, well, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, don't say anything, Moses. Don't Let's say just anything. say they're in the same universe. <laughs> 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 no spoilers. 
uh, on to other news. Uh, Marvel, there, there's buzz that Marvel's gonna um, bring Submariner to the Inhumans TV show. I I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm not sure. Does 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 the Submariner belong in an Inhumans television show? He belongs everywhere, being a cocky asshole. Well, look, I, ideally, that's uh, how how he would be played. I agree. Well, Medusa is going to still be there in it, right? As long as Medusa's in it, I don't care who else is in it. I, who do you think should play Submariner if they do choose, use him, though? The Rock. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're trying to get everybody to play The Rock, right? Yeah, it should. It, it, I, I've always seen him as uh, as Asian for some reason. I it's because of racist. I don't, you know, I don't think of him as Asian as much as like more one of those like a more nondescript kind of thing. Like, like if if you're talking about like somebody that's like white and Asian mixed, I could see that. Like, if if like. Brandon Lee was alive and worked out like he could be Submariner. Oh, you know who could be Submariner? Uh, Mark DeCascos. Who's that? Derek knows. Everybody knows who Mark DeCascos is. I, I, I don't know. Mark DeCascos is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you Star know American... Only the Strong. Oh, that guy. Yeah, American Iron Chef. He's uh, the chairman, whatever. Yeah, he was also the guy that was the crow in the TV series, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nah, he's... You don't think he's too short? They're all too short. How tall is Seth Mariner? I don't know, but I, I think, like, around the same as Cyclops. He maybe just, a little less. He's just, six, uh, like, 6'2 six or something like that, but... Yeah, it's like we're, yeah he's, he's, uh, he's shorter than that. But hey, they made Hugh, Hugh Jackman work for Logan, so... Yeah, that's because nobody wants to look up to a short person. I'm saying, friggin', <laughs> friggin' whatchamacallit is Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Yeah, but, but he's in a suit. Yeah. Like, he's actually wearing stilts. <laughs> Submariner is always barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think the dude from Burnloader should be Submariner. Oh, that cool. actually would be pretty good, but he'd have to work out for real, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's already in, in somewhat of a shape, so it's not that hard. It's not like... No, no, he has to game like, up. Uh, no, yeah, I know, but that's, I mean, you know, no H-E-H here and there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Works for The Rock. Oh, how dare you, sir. Hey, hey. All I'm saying is WWE doesn't test part-timers. <laughs> but... I mean, swimmers aren't that big anyway, right? Like, they're more... They're, like, uh... They're muscular, but they're, they're sleek, and he's already got yeah. that working for him. Yes, tell that to Jason Momoa over on Aquaman. Oh, like, that's DC's, that, that's, that's DC's problem. Yeah. Like, that's DC, like, alternative anatomy, like... I don't, I don't fuck with that. I'm talking about how Marvel does it. Yeah. Or how they should do it, rather. Uh, even if you compare comic-wise, 
Aquaman and Submariner have never had the same kind of body type. Yep. That's true. And then Namor has a similar, more similar body type to to the dude from Bird Notice than Jason Momoa or The Rock or Mark Dacascus. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Like what? You have a weird thing when I say things. No. Like when I talk about that show, that show Bosque. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's, I don't, something where you emphasize the, like, where you put the emphasis in, in that word, it makes me laugh. And then when you say, what's his name? Dacascus? Dacascus. <laughs> yeah. It's like you smell something bad when you say it. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. I hear it. That's, that's just how I talk. I hear you say it. Like, it's like his name stinks. <laughs> Mark DeCoscos is the king of movie night. R.I.P. movie night. Damn. Uh, Brie Larson describes Captain Marvel as a bridge between two worlds. As she te- teases her look in the movie. So is... Uh, uh, Gonna be the one that like brings the heroes of Earth and like the Guardians together. Or uh, I believe so. I mean, I, I don't know. I I have I have a hard time with this Captain Marvel man. Why so? Well, you know, there's a uh, I don't know what to call it, but there's an order that things happen, and they're just skipping it all together. I hear you. Yeah. You're like, you want you know? a Captain Marvel before this right. Captain Marvel. Well, well, first, Billy Batson has to get the powers. That, like, that's a whole other issue that that I don't, like, I guess I'll get into it now. It's, it's you know, in this age of, of what I call Wikipedia experts is, it is sickening. Because, you know, Wikipedia for Billy Batson never mentions him as Captain Marvel. What? And then somebody sits in my barber chair and starts talking to me about The Rock being cast as as, uh, as Black Black Adam. And then asks who I think should be Shazam. And then, of course, my instinct tells me, okay, yeah, yeah, Christopher Lee should be Shazam. That's where you cut it, dude, <laughs> Who the hell is Shazam? You mean Captain Marvel? Yeah. Well, Shazam's yeah. a wizard. Exactly. So I said Christopher Lee. Like, he should be the wizard. Like, Goddamn, he would have been a good wizard. And then, you know, they're like, oh, is he too old? And I'm like, no. Maybe <laughs> he should be the wizard. Uh, no. Oh, maybe. Yeah, give him that Superman hair. Hell yeah, turn it white. Yeah. Well, no, they, I mean, well, I guess. He could be the same wizard from the, the Apprentice movie he did. Was it the, the, the prequel to Fantasia? Yeah. He was a pretty good wizard in that. I actually liked that movie. It was fun. Everybody should go watch it. Let's just say they're in the same universe. 
Uh, here's a little quote from Brie Larson. Uh, and uh, what it now means to for, to her to be able to play this hero for a whole generation of young girls. She says, I find that it's really hard for me to condense what she means to me. I was once a young girl and I was confused by what a hero was and what I wanted to be when I grew up. And at no point did she ever read a Captain Marvel comic. <laughs> and so I think it's so complicated growing up and to attempt to become a symbol of truth and navigating through all the weird questions of growing up feels so I'm getting emotional just talking about this. It feels so important to me when it comes to her. I mean, just the fact that she can be a bridge between two worlds, that she can go between Earth and space, and that her own personal place is in this little area between where Earth ends and space begins. And that's only hers is so moving to me. I'm just inspired. And that is what I don't like. That's just that's just Hollywood BS right there. None of that means anything because you know for a fact. Look, I, you could be a comic book fan and and not and not have Captain Marvel mean that much to you. And I don't think for a second that that Captain Marvel meant anything to Brie Larson before her agent called on the phone and said, "Hey, you're going to be in a Marvel movie." I would agree. Well, I'm just more concerned about Sword. About Sword? Yeah, because she's essentially Sword at this point, based on what she said, right, in the movie? I mean, that's what she is in the Marvel comic. Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying, not, you know, they're going to get rid of the whole Sword altogether and just put her there. As this person that could just fly around a little bit of earth. Does Brie Larson have a, a deep connection to Marvel also? <laughs> yeah, nobody uh, mentions that guy. Who's Marvel? Well, she, it brings tears to her eyes just thinking about all he sacrificed and having to portray somebody who basically took his powers. Can, can we protest her costume? The costume? Yeah. I haven't even seen it yet. What's it look like? No, no, well, the Captain Marvel costume. Like, she needs to spend at least, at least half the movie in the Ms. Marvel costume, I say. Well, it's just so confining, and it's like, just because she's going to fight alongside males, she can't be herself. She has to cover everything up. Like, that's so misogynistic. <laughs> I like, I like that. Guy. Of course you do, Larry. You hate women. <laughs> Wait, what? What did I say? I hate women. Since when? It's been years already. Since you were in the Boy Scouts. Damn. That's that's what it was. Boy Scouts made me a woman here. What's your exact? She could have did the exact same speech about playing Pepper Potts in Spider-Man in a, in a Iron Man three. It meant so much to me that knowing that little girls uh, have someone to look up to, and, and with these movies, uh, it meant so uh, has been such a, a deep touchstone for 
for people all throughout the world. And Pepper Potts is just that type of character that, that resonates with deep within my heart. I'm sure Megan Fox had the same speech talking about being April O'Neil. Yeah, here's another quote about her, you know, we're talking about her costume. They asked her, uh, which if she's going to support something more comics accurate, she says, I can't say anything. I feel like it's a big conversation, and every day I have people yelling at me on Twitter, like, you better have long hair, or you better have a mohawk. Which, that alone, it's like, that's fucking retarded. Because she doesn't have a mohawk, right, Larry? It's just, like, that it comes out through her mask? Is that... I mean, yeah, like, there's a... Yeah. There's a, a mohawk window, right? It's like, a, it's like uh, right. I guess so, right? Right. It, it so that's fucking retarded. I don't even read the fucking comic, and I know that. <laughs> so people telling her she better have a mohawk, like, those people need to get a fucking clue read a fucking comic for once. Before you start talking to her on Twitter about it. Uh, and then continuing on to her quote, Oh, you better wear the, the helmet. Which, she never wore the helmet, right, Larry? Is that the... No, the, the, the helmet is the thing that makes the mohawk. Oh, okay. And then... Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, she said, basically, she goes on to say, Someone's gonna be mad. Most likely, it's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm probably the only one that ever liked her little, like, somewhat slice-of-life book. Like, I don't know. It, I don't know what that makes me. I just like the story about a, a strong woman just living her life and happens to have powers. It's called the She-Hulk book that gets canceled every every other year. <laughs> yeah, but this... This book lasted like four years. Yeah, no, Captain <laughs> Marvel's been going on. No, no, Larry, 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 you shut the fuck up. What? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go Ben and Joy yourself again? <laughs> that, been going on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Miss Marvel with Brian Reed writing it. Oh, that went on, yeah, not not as long, but still long. It was like four years, Larry. You said four, four to eight years? I said four years. Was that, that this Marvel book was on for four years? It went to like issue like 45 or something. Okay. I, I like, I, okay. It was a good book that nobody read. Yeah, very few of us, you're right. The end. <laughs> what happened? She better have the mohawk, though. That's what that's what needs to happen. Better have the mohawk. Uh, she needs to have that black and yellow costume with the sash. That's a cool costume, too. But then it's Miss Marvel, not Captain Marvel. Uh, I believe it's Ms. Marvel. Well, that's never going to happen. You can't have a Muslim superhero. You won't even be able to get into the country. <laughs> Any other news we should cover? Is that all the news fit to print? 
I heard something about the bringing back Logan proper. That did. We talked about that last week. Uh, yeah, Wolverine is coming back. And they're actually going to try to get good writers to do it, is what they said. So, uh, did they say how? Or like... No. Are they just going to build yeah. up the adamantium case? Or what? Because comic books, that's why. That's how. Well, that, that, is, that, that goes into the whole... You know, getting good writers part of the story. It's like, they don't want to use anybody they have now. They're going to wait till they get, you know... They can get a Beth Ennis or somebody to come back to Marvel. There's going to be five... Five imposter Logans. <laughs> they can just cosmic cube the whole thing and just say some super mess, super mutant thought Logan back into life or something or change the timeline or... Richards. I can't wait for Cyborg Logan. I, or they found they, they found it they found like a a piece of nut sack or something and they put <laughs> them in the lab. Like, oh no, if we sprinkle it with water, we can regrow we can regrow Wolverine. I mean, don't they already have that though? Didn't he just get covered in adamantium? I mean, if yeah. you if you peel some of that off, then wouldn't he still be alive? No, like he has to breathe. I mean. Like I like how you said it. Like adamantium's easy to get off. Like it's just <laughs> Magneto can do it. Like you... there's no. plenty of people that can mess with adamantium, and it's not a big deal. Well, get Black Panther to do it once he's done with this movie. <laughs> get some Wakanda, get some Wakanda people to to get him out of there. I'm actually very comfortable with the the current comic book status quo as as it relates to Wolverine. Like we got Old Man Logan, and we got friggin' X-23 Wolverine. It's like, we should leave it like that. Are you guys gonna read the, uh, new Baby Group comic? <laughs> Is, are you joking, or are you being serious? No, uh, <laughs> Baby Group number one, coming soon. Is that joint called Baby Group? It is called... Uh, I am I am group number one. But the baby group's on the cover. Yep. Are you sure that's not just like an alternate cover? Who knows these days? I'll put it in chat. Because I'm just saying, like, <coughs> if there's a comic about a baby group, I like this thing has definitely gotten out of hand. Well, look, there there's a one shot for Spider Gwen. Look what happened there. Oh, no, but I mean, Spider Gwen. Not even just Spider Gwen. Uh, freaking Gwenpool. Yeah. yeah, Marvel. Marvel confirmed that it's a baby Groot comic. Oh wow. With Christopher Hastings. I don't know how, how, how this. The movie universe is not uh, dictating what the comics are doing. At all. And it's no, him separated from the Guardians, so it's just baby Groot. So he's an orphan and has no parents. It's Batman all over again. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> Dude, that was too good. That was. That's up there. Okay, what about the new Bane comic? Is the new Bane comic? Why? Yeah, it's gonna be a twelve issue series. Is that is that spitting out of the the stuff that happened in Detective or? 
Spain trying to cross over the wall. <laughs> Actually, the <laughs> it's funny because the preview art is Bane climbing a wall. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I mean, not, not what do you mean? What? How come he has a Latino accent? How come he doesn't sound like a a gruff a gruff Englishman? That's what he sounded like, like Sean the, Connery with a mask. That's what he sounded like in the in the Lego movie. Sound like what? Like um, the last movie one. Sean Connery Bane? Yeah. You guys didn't see Lego Batman? Not yet. I haven't. I hate you people. Soon, soon. Lego Batman didn't need our help. <laughs> Lego Batman. Yeah, I saw fist. I saw fist fight instead. It was perfectly fine. Did you? Cool. Was that even good? Was fist, I know fist fight. No. No, it was not good. <laughs> I didn't. What? I don't need to see a black guy fisting a white guy. <laughs> I can see that on the website for cops. The best part of the movie was Christina Hendricks walking out of a door. That's the. That's the most enjoyment I got of that movie. Uh, and how long was that? Like two seconds? It was like maybe ten seconds. They they lingered on her walking. They, they knew where the money was going. Slow motion. Okay, well then are you guys are you guys gonna watch the Looney Tunes DC crossovers? No. That's the first I've heard of anything like that. Do you guys not read any oh I guess I would be the reporter, huh? Mm-hmm. There's four crossover. Let me post this in chat. There's four crossover coming. There's uh, Martian Manhunter versus Marvin the Martian. I will read that. Uh, Lobo with Yosem- with uh, Wiley Coyote and and the Roadrunner. And on the the preview art looks like uh, Wiley Coyote's hiring Lobo to to take out the the Roadrunner. Is it that actually movie? seems kind of funny. Yeah, Jonah, I might read that. Jonah Hex with uh, Yosemite Sam and Leghorn Foghorn. Nah, I don't like that already. And Batman versus Elmer Fudd. What? <laughs> Let me put this in check, because I kind of like these cover arts. The first two sound good. I really want that Lobo book. That Jonah Hex one sounds weird because they have Foghorn Leghorn. And uh, the art on that, click, you click on that on that link. The art on that, they make they're like realistic looking. It doesn't look like a like a tune. Oh, but the Lobo, I, I want to see, I want to see Wally's inventions blow up Lobo because he can regenerate and be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's is it Lobo proper or is it stupid New Fifty Two Lobo? No, it's old Lobo. Yeah, okay. but nobody wants to use New 52 Lobo for anything. And then there's like two New 52 Lobos, and it was all stupid. They made- yeah, New 52 killed old Lobo, right? Or did he come back? The, the thing was, the New 52 Lobo that started with the dreadlocks, they said that wasn't really Lobo. And then they come out with this uh, thing scrawny Lobo that looks like a ninja. Yeah, I like to call it the Yowie Lobo. And then there was a book where they fought each other. Yeah, but I think he killed him real quick. I don't know, I never read it. I was too pissed off over that second Lobo. 
I don't like Wiley e. Coyote, but it could be good. Yeah, but he's teaming up with Lobo. Yeah. Just just the uh, concept is enough. Like, yeah, it's funny because, like, regular old school Lobo seems like a good fit in Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, yeah, he cusses a little more, but it's just I mean, like off-road language anyway. If you look at some old Looney Tunes, look what they got away with. Yeah. I like the Marvin the Martian one. Well, it's like anybody can beat Martian Manhunter. Like, you just have to light a match. Yeah. I I don't like Foghorn Leghorn. He looks like Chicken Boo from Animaniacs. (laughs) And they do a stylized art for them? Uh, the... Some of them. The the Lobo one is kind of stylized. The The Martians one is more like traditional DC looking. Uh, the Jonah Hex one, though, they, they made the cat, like, Yosemite Sam just looks like a short cowboy with a big yeah. mustache. But then you put a five-cornered leghorn next to him, and you're like, okay, well, then, there you go. And the uh, Elmer Fudd one, Elmer Fudd looks kind of like the, the same thing where it's kind of more realistic looking yeah they're, they're going all of the Looney Tunes in these look more realistic than Toonie right I that's don't know funny. if I like that yeah that's this funny. is all gonna turn into some fucked up Teen Titans Go kind of thing later I'm sure I just don't get why Batman would be going up with Elmer Fudd because Elmer right. Fudd wouldn't be hunting for bugs and Gotham <laughs> Maybe he killed a furry in a bunny suit. Oh, poor bear. <laughs> right, he's, not, he's not a bunny, he's a cat. Yeah. He'd be a Sylvester. That's funny. I can, I can see I can see Elmer Fudd being like a serial killer. He kills <laughs> furries while, what kill, he goes around killing furries while they're having sex and uh, Batman has to track him down. I'll I'll check them all out. Batman running the black light over like the furry body, (laughs) and like and seeing like where where uh, Elmer Fudd has like uh, you know he has like pleasured himself over over the dead bodies after he kills them. Yeah, he he didn't leave any hair. (laughs) He tracks them. He's like, yes, here's here's his splatter, not blood splatter. It's Fudd splatter. Under the black light, it's written, it's rabbit season. Okay, DC's gonna pay for half of advertising for comic book shops at movie theaters. Wait, what? Did you guys hear about that? No. Nah, you guys just avoid anything that has DC on it. Wait, so I just haven't read anything. Like I don't know about these Marvel biased people. Well, then before they do that, they need to have like a kind of seminar at comic shops for being welcoming to new people when they come when those when you start walking into a into a comic shop and how not to just uh, turn their nose up and and discuss when somebody comes in asking for for the Suicide Squad. Don't try to roll up against a girl that may walk in. <laughs> Uh, 
So they're going to pay for advertisement in movie theaters for local comic book shops? What it looks like from, from reading from reading the story is they're, they're going to buy commercials at movie theaters and um, they're going to pay for half of what it, it would cost the local comic book shop to put their information in the commercial. So, you know, like in L.A., if Jeffrey wanted wanted his store to be for that area, he, whatever the fee is, D.C. would cover half of it. But I think it's just going to be a standard, like a, a, a standard commercial for all theaters. Interesting. And so, what like, hey, we, these are these are D.C. comics. Here's where you go. And then, boom, that's where the comic book shop is is listed. As opposed, to, as opposed to just the, oh, if we find your local comic book shop or something. Yeah. I mean, hey, I guess that's worthwhile. Like, I, think, I think Marvel should pay the other half. It's like, why don't they just pay to put it in the bootlegs? <laughs> in, in, in the bootlegs of the movies? Yeah, like, that's where people are watching those more than anything. Right? Is that a thing now? Uh, Still not. I don't think it's as big as it was. Oh, and uh, the the cost is the what DC will pay is going to be part of like a credit for their orders for whatever they order from DC. So it's not like they're handing they wouldn't hand Jeff a uh, check, but he'd get a discount on his next order. Oh, that's stupid. Hey, they don't want to risk people showing up to buy Marvel. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Marvel will counter this by putting it in the actual movie because Mickey Mouse don't fuck around. Well, they already put an X-Men comic in Logan, so it's it's, it's getting there. <laughs> yeah. did, did you guys see that the reviews for that came back and everybody's like, it's one of the best comic book movies of all time. For Logo? Yeah. Were these reviews by people who read comics? But, mean, uh, look, for, for Logo, it doesn't matter. Like, because, you know, it's not like it, it, it's like the comics, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's made it's already, for people who don't read comics. Yeah, it's already, like, working off a of history in what right. it is anyway. And, it, yeah, it, it's like, it's not like Earth's Mightiest Heroes, like, everybody that read comics loved that cartoon, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, that has, you know, it's it's well-reviewed by the people you respect, whose, whose opinions you respect until they disagree with you on a certain <laughs> time. Um, as far as Logan goes, it's like, I mean, the more I see of it, the less I'm excited about it, but... I still want to see it. Maybe I'll have to watch it and just edit out the parts I don't like and rewatch it. And make your own fan edit. Yeah. There's supposed to be an after credit scene they added after the uh, the preview date for audiences, so nobody supposedly knows what it is. Everybody thinks it's Deadpool. I think it's Miles Morales. I think it's uh, Hugh Jackman going like, here's the new Logan, pulling back a curtain. 
Did they say anything about the costume? I didn't see anything about the costume. What? Is he, is he gonna wear a costume? Well, there's a there's a uh, a news story that came out about a couple weeks back about him teasing the costume on Instagram. I think it was just fan service. Because uh, I saw the picture of it. It's a brown suit in a yeah. suitcase. But I think that's all, that's as far as it goes. That's fucking I, stupid. Like I think it'll be something like where they they show it and like, oh, here's your 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 outfit, and he's like, fuck that, and just keeps his suit. That's that's not fan service at all. Like fan service would be him wearing it. Yeah, yeah, you're true. you're right. Could also be yeah. a flashback scene where he's wearing it. Yeah, I'll take that. Or maybe it's docking. He's got the brown suit, right? Yeah, he did. Is he still a thing? Yeah, they can. (laughs) I don't think so. I like docking better. Yeah, docking, I think, is the way to go with it. but that's not how you spell docking. But then it's too close to (laughs) te-docking. Te-docking is Wolverine's son. There it is. (laughs) Like, consider how many injuries that man gets and... (laughs) <laughs> to, seems to regenerate that perfect body of his. <laughs> now we know the secret. He's a mutant. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for some final thoughts. <laughs> Heck, final thoughts, sir. Funko needs to settle down with all these pops. There's too many of them. <laughs> settle down, Funko. Settle down. They're not enough. Like they, they still need to make a Lily Monster one. Uh, I'm not saying like separate entities. There's not enough, but like you know, there's five different Disney princesses. Like one has glasses. One's going to prom. There's like 50 million Batman. Let's stick to like two. I'm sorry, I meant Marilyn Monster. Like the the lonely looking one. Yeah. Because they have they never made her. No, they made the whole family except Marilyn. That's weird. It's like technically they can make two Marilyns because there was the one that was in the first season and then the one that was in the last. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the David Hasselhoff and Kit. Because they have an 18 van with a... Fuck that. I, I want the Rich Buchanan one. I, I saw that. Watched... I saw that yesterday. Me? Yeah. Oh, man. Can they make made with children Funko Pops? Oh, that would be killer. I want those. That's actually kind of a cool idea. I would just get the Buck one. An owl, maybe. <laughs> I, just... I don't know if I... I don't know if I'd spring for the whole family. But original buck, right? Yeah, yeah. Not lucky. Would, would you get a Marcy? I would totally no, get but a I'd Marcy. get a Steve. I get a short-haired lesbian Marcy. I, I want Steve, like the the park ranger Steve. That's funny. <laughs> you can just get a freaking Yogi Bear park ranger. Park, no, ranger, not Steve. park ranger Steve should come with like a little turtle, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, Funko, 
Functional free agent, agent Jefferson? That would be awesome. <laughs> but he never wore the secret agent suit, did he? No, but they can make it. Like he wore the suit in another part, I think. But if they have like like successful Al where he was wearing the suit to work. Yeah, football Al. Oh yeah, poke high Al. Oh Hell, yeah. All these Funko Pops. He's the one who has a single game. And a Grandmaster B variant <laughs> by Bungie. <laughs> Wait, so you get, do you get superhero uh, Kelly? Yeah. Verminator Kelly. Yeah, Verminator. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, I need a, a, a new Alante Kelly. A what? The, the, the Alante. Alante. Oh, yeah. She didn't get the part, though. Hey, I want new Alante Kelly. <laughs> Funko. We, we just made you 10 million right here. There it is. You're welcome. Derek H. And then they would, ha they would have the pregnant Peggy. <laughs> uh, they I need a, I they need a King Kong Peggy. Bundy. Yeah. The Riker family? Yeah. Hell yeah. Derek H. Final thoughts. We're not done with the Mario <laughs> Children Funko Pop. We're gonna have to be continued that. Like, <laughs> to be let, let him call back. Do you have like more with children uh, toys? I, I would like a park ranger, Steve, please. <laughs> there it is. See, <laughs> that's two for park ranger, Steve. I'm gonna. Uh, people need to stop sleeping on Agents of Shield. But again, uh, I will say this again. I agree. Uh, this LMD storyline is actually really good. Uh, People are actually like showing up to act in this thing. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually very, As very compelling. To other, other episodes? Yeah, look, there's some, there's some episodes on all these shows where you can see people just showing up and reading their lines and just trying to get through the nonsense that they have to be, they're, they're forced to do. But this one is like, it's good. It's, yeah, they're bringing Grant Ward back though. <laughs> well, they're in the Matrix, so yeah. <laughs> So you're saying they're bringing their A game for this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody's working hard. I, I think they did turn the writings on the wall. They're trying to, they're trying to get that one last season so they can get it, get enough for uh, syndication, get that, get that, get those syndication checks going. So they, they know they got to go like uh, get renewed for one more season. The, and they'll be, they'll, 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 they'll be okay. That that scene with Fitz in this last episode, boy, that was wild. That was that was that was some. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hendrick, she was like, she was bringing it. Yeah. Good job, girl. Yeah. Uh, also, on a side note, uh, this is about the uh, uh, e-celebrities uh, realizing that just because you're e-celebrity, you're, you're not allowed to be racist, and they're getting mad, and they're not allowed to be racist uh, or sexist or whatever. Uh, get over it. You're not allowed to be racist, period. So stop crying when you get caught being racist. That's all. They're not talented enough to be racist. Or just be racist and say fuck it. That is true. They're not talented. They're not talented. If you're like, you're like, oh, uh, they're alive. Blazing Saddles does it. So like, well, you're not 
you're not Mel Brooks, and you're you're definitely not Richard Pryor. You're some guy yeah. on YouTube. Or, or George Carlin. Yeah, you're not George Carlin, so you you don't get it. You're not you're not a uh, uh, Lenny Bruce. You're and not, you're not anybody good. on Fantastic Four. I'm not racist. You guys aren't. You guys aren't that good either. <laughs> You see a lot of people being racist and then just trying to hide behind it was a joke. You don't don't get it. I'm like, no, I get it. You're racist. That's the. I'm supposed to laugh at you being uh, you doing racist stuff. I don't. Or give you not even laugh. It's like because there's no joke there. It's like I'm supposed to give you a pass. And I'm like I'm done doing that with people. I remember when we would do, when we would say something really ridiculous and stupid and then look at Lawrence to see if he laughed. <laughs> Oscar, final thoughts. I, uh, I'm going to buy these with children action figures. <laughs> Got it. Wait for the I'm going to buy that Sugar Man, put a No Man shirt on it, and try to pass it off as Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need, is the Funko Pop No Man Al with the mask from when he went on Jerry Springer. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You don't remember that? I don't think I was watching it. They kidnapped Jerry Springer and tied him up on national TV because he's the male feminist. Uh, I don't remember. I think that was like when I fell off. It's one of the best episodes. It's it's one of the best episodes. That's the one where they unmasked the the black guy because he's the cop, right? Yeah. Because he was shooting at random people that wouldn't shut up from the (laughs) Officer Dan, yeah. Uh, (laughs) They put the mask back on the next day. (laughs) I love that. I need to buy those DVDs. That means we need a, a Bob Rooney. We need a regular Bob Rooney. A no man baboonie, and we need a baboonie lost in the wall. That's a that's series three right there. Yeah. Or like a a rebel model kit of the Dodge. A snap uh, together model. That's what I was Dodge. thinking. Wait, you know how wait, wait, you know how they do the pops. You know how they do the pops with the car. You get Al's car and Al. You get one with the Dodge and one of the the uh, Mustang convertible that they had. Yeah. But Derek, that wasn't really a Dodge, though, was it? Like you know, cars like I do. I think it was. I think. I think it was a a, a Plymouth. Uh... Plymouth, right? Or part? Well, I was thinking Pontiac, but yeah, it's a uh, '72 Plymouth Duster. I'm gonna go with that. That sounds right. I think that's my next car. <laughs> <laughs> Most Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, I had already too many final thoughts, man. But, I mean, I can, I can go on the list. Like, I want Peggy Bundy from when she was Madame, well, Madame Jasmine or whatever. The stripper. <laughs> How about a Mr. Empty Pants uh, comic book to go with the figures? Mr. Who? Mr. Empty Pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we need Psycho Dad pop figure. Oh, Psycho Dad. Psycho Mom Mom 2. Psycho Dad. Yeah, Psycho Mom 2. I'd get that. But Psycho Dad, actually, they actually had a guy 
play an actor for that. So right, you, so yeah, you, yeah. I'm a big blob of jelly for uh for Peggy's mom. <laughs> I, I was thinking just an empty box, like because you never see her. <laughs> no, you were just the it, it was just the purpose of Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jabba seven, the like, how many volumes for seven can you get? About five. I don't want seven. And yeah, I mean, nobody does want seven, but they're that, gonna make that was it. a dark time. Yeah. <laughs> Dark times and times. I'm, I'm glad it was all a dream. Well, that's all. That's seven was shows you how evil uh, networks are. Yeah. Because that, like, uh, what's your name? Like, like had a real miscarriage, but they already had these scripts written. So they're like, we're not getting rid of these scripts. You just got to just work through this little pretend baby that we were gonna have you do. Yeah. Even though you lost your own baby, so work through it, there. Uh, Work through their pay. Did she really? Did she have a miscarriage? I thought yeah, she no, like had she a was, kid or something. No, she was pregnant and she had a miscarriage, and I think she even had it before they finished it. So then they still had to use the the prosthetic like belly yeah. to finish out the dream. The dream. It was all the dream storyline. Man, that's messed up. Hey, this just got dark. It did. See what happens when Lawrence fuck? doesn't cut his off when he's supposed to? Right. I think we need to do, yeah, we need to do a whole show based on what pop figures we want. Because. That's next week. I know, I, want, I just thought of Gilligan's Island ones. Oh, that's right, they haven't made any of those yet. I, th- I, I thought they had a Don, uh, Denver one. What's it, Bob Denver? We appreciate it. We'll be back next week to talk about our next line of pops. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> We're out.